You're listening to ABQ Central. Well, to be fair. 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 With your host, Van Nunley and Fred Slow. <laughs> this is going to be so good. 95.9 FM, 610, the sports animal. The cream of the crop. And talkabq.com. Turn it up. It's a it's a brisk, it's a brisk Saturday morning here in Albuquerque. Fred, your boy did not check the weather. No, I am in gym clothes. Why? And uh, are you going to the Y after this? My knuckles hurt because I'm cold. I got some kind of diet arthritis going on. That's white knuckling from driving the mean streets of Albuquerque. That could be it too. Good morning, Albuquerque. My name is Fred Slow. Alongside me. My second best friend in the world, yep. Van Nunley. Good morning, Van. How are you? Well, well, I'm a jilted lover is what I am. Before we get into that, <laughs> along for the ride today, Mike Vitale on the ones and twos. Good morning, Michael. I saw Van and I'm like, it's not July. It's still April. It's still February. Or <laughs> You're wearing- well, I'm willing it to be warmer is what I'm doing. That's very Iron Ran of you. Iron, Iron Ran? Iron Ran? Iron? Iron? Iron Ran? Iron Rand? Iron Rand? I ran. That's a so far away. I gotta get away. Van and I, Vital. I don't know if you know, we broke up as best friends this week. When you're together now, well, are you forced to for the kids? Uh. I announced on social media that my best friend was Brandon Ortega. Star of TV and radio, KOB's. Oh, how could you? Yeah, I did that. And then there was a backlash from fan and listener. Yes. Who claimed that I abandoned Van as my best friend. See, here's here's where it hurts, Vital. We didn't talk it out. We didn't go to couples counseling. No. What happened? What ha- happened was. What ha- ha- was. I was on the toilet, Vital. Where you do most of your and I was, cell phone. Only time I go on social media is at the toilet. So there I was sitting there, my porcelain throne, and I see Fred announce to the world that he's golfing with his best friend, Brandon Ortega. That's correct. Yikes. There was an uproar. So I got demoted against my will. We gave about two days for the press to cover this. Jennifer Lopez, Alex Rodriguez breakup. <laughs> okay. And we were like, we're taking the spotlight. <laughs> Back on page six. Rock and social media. So let me tell you what's going to happen now, Vital. Yank- I'm going to get into a fist fight with Brandon <laughs> Ortega. <laughs> and I'm going to beat him up. That'd be funny. You see Brandon on TV and out of the corner of the eye comes someone oh, tackling gosh. Brandon. And, it's Van. and here comes Van Nunley with a steel chair. KOB Studios is right around the corner from my house. Yes. And I don't know how That's good they said that. <laughs> I don't know how good their security is. I imagine not. But I'm coming for you. That's what we need is the celebrity boxing. Yes. Where one is like a full fledged celebrity and the other is Van Nunley. Well, you said that backwards. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about my best friend that way. So I'm gonna beat him up, Vital, because we know how logical and reasonable it is. To fight the person that your lover cheated with 
instead of just addressing the issue with your significant other. Today's varsity. Revenge. Dun, 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 dun. Today's varsity, man. Breakups. Today's varsity is the varsity of breakups. Okay. Okay. So you be prepared for that at the end of the program. Okay. Breakups, Vital. Varsity of breakups. I like this. I do too. Yankees fan was so upset about Jennifer Lopez and and Alex Rodriguez earlier this week saying they're done, done forever that they threw baseballs on the field yesterday against Tampa Bay. Nice. They said, "We're we're so sad about Alex Rodriguez. Keeping in mind that Tampa Bay was stomping the Yankees like 8-2 at the time, and I don't believe anyone in a Tampa Bay jersey threw a single baseball. The word in the in the entertainment world is that she's very dominant and very difficult, control freak, hard to get along with. So everything I'm looking for. Oh, okay. Okay, okay cool. You're describing Fred's dream. Yeah, right? I also have mother issues. <laughs> Wildly successful, can take care of him. Yeah. Significantly older. Yeah. Owner of the Fountain of Youth yeah. goblet. Uh-huh. Is it a goblet? Is that the right word? I call it what you want. This is America. Thank you. You're welcome. That's a tremendous answer. At or near the worst week in the history of sports, you agree or disagree? Well, I'm going to disagree. Okay. Because I watched a lot of baseball, (laughs) and I enjoyed it. So we have been off the air for six days. We come back every seventh day, similar to Jesus, and you... Watched the Houston Astros lose six times this past week. My Houston baseball Astros were lineups out. Were six and one, and then the whole team got the Corvids. They all have it. An MVP, an MVP runner-up, a Rookie of the Year, and two All Stars were not in the lineup this week because of the Corvids. So they put out the JV squad. Yeah, it was rough. And they just lost six of them. Six in a row. And guess who loved it? Uh, the nation. Everyone on earth except for camp. me. <laughs> it was painful for me to watch, and the rest of America was delighted. We are going to Denver next week with the help of Chisholm Trail RV. We'll be on the road with Chisholm Trail RV on our way to Denver to watch the Houston Astros at the Colorado Rockies. And I'm oh so excited. As they bring their AAA team to Denver to watch them get thomped by the worst team in Major League Baseball, the Colorado Rockies. (laughs) Not great. The Baltimore Orioles version of the Rocky Mountains. Yes. The Yankees might be the worst team in baseball right now. The Orioles of the great Southwest. How many games are we in? 15? 15. Yeah, 13 to 15, depending on who you are. I'm going to pull up the standings real quick. I didn't have them up. I got them up now. The Dodgers are undebeatable. They're unreal. Last night, Seager were there in the 12th. That was crazy to me. That was absolutely crazy. This 12-inning stuff. Because, by the way, I'll watch a seven-hour baseball game. I'm I'm that guy. And love every second. I'll love every single moment of it. And playoffs notwithstanding? Yes. Runner on second? Love. Do you? I'm into it. I Here's why I'm not. Can't stand that. Yeah, I think I'm out on it. I thought I was going to be in. Regular season, I love it so much. Playoffs, I will punch you in the face if you put a runner on second. Why was that? Like, r- like I'm going to do to Brandon Ortega. <laughs> <laughs> Brandon runner on second Ortega. The thing 
about runner on second is I think it was put in the minor leagues like however many years ago because like minor league games would take forever and you're just like you're ruining shoulders and elbows and stuff of pitchers Mm -hmm. and those guys are supposed to be in the major leagues right question mark I think it's just a pace of play issue pace (laughs) New York City New York City so but that's not the game of baseball. Why are you speeding up baseball? It's yes. To... Yes. I agree, Vital. Why? That's the thing. Baseball's not broken. Your marketing of baseball is broken. 505-246-0610. Call and tell us why baseball sucks, and I'm in the kind of mood where I might agree with you. <laughs> Let me tell you something, Vital. All right, here it comes. The NBA is a 48-minute game that takes three hours. Yes. The NFL is a 60-minute game that takes three hours. Baseball is a three-hour game that takes three hours. That's the game. Quit but, trying to speed it up. Quit trying to make Nomar Garcia quit messing with his gloves. It's okay. It's a very niche reference for you young kids out there. I liked it. Thank you. Skip Schumacher. Even more niche. Are you on the Universal DH? I'm not with that. Next either. year, see, I'm in. I like the Universal DH. I too. hate it. I hate it because I, I like baseball. Takeaway strategy. I don't want to watch pitchers hit, and I don't want to watch pitchers get injured because was, they're trying to hit and run the bases. I last night saw a pitcher hit. How'd you feel about that? Oh, in extra innings, it's kind of fun. Who do you hit in it a did? blowout? It's kind of fun. Did you see that, Vital? Yeah, I did. In the twelfth inning, a batter, a fielder. Cecil. Was pitching Prince. Cecil Fielder. The Fielder family. Okay. It was Jake Cronenworth, actually. <laughs> the Padres' Jake Cronenworth. Who's a villain was, in the next Willy Wonka movie. It's a great name. Isn't yeah. It? Um, was pitching to pitcher David Price, who was hitting at the time. And David Price, the pitcher, hit a ball in the outfield to another pitcher, Joe Musgrove, and got a sacrifice fly. What, what what in the Freaky Friday is going on there? Wow. That's bonkers. Yeah. So who won the game? The Dodgers, of course. Dodgers. Well, congratulations to David Price. Of course the Dodgers won. Vital, they've lost two games, maybe. Yeah, they're 12-2. and two. I think they lost opening day, and they're like, well, I don't think we want to do that again. they got a stacked rotation. Their, their one through nine oh is an incredible gosh. hitting lineup. It's the best team in the history of all sports. They're on pace. The run differential of plus 39. Plus 39 after 14 games. Oh, man. Like a 3.7 run differential per game. It's bonkers. And I know it's early in the season. But they're your champions. They're your champions. <laughs> they're your champions. Who in the American League is even going to... Like they get through the net. If the Astros get healthy, I think they could be a contender. No, garbage. The Yankees can't stay healthy. Who else in the AL? The Astros. The Astros just need to get their second shot. (laughs) (laughs) Then they'll be fine. True. The Astros are very good. They were six and one, right? They were six and one, and then they got COVID. So they're six and seven now. Six and seven now. Yeah. Bunch of losers. A lot of people think that. Red Sox are a big surprise on top of the AL East. They won 9 of 10. You guys know I live at the base of the mountain over there. The wind picked up last night, and there was a trash can blown in front of my house. But I thought it was just someone who hated the Astros. 
Like it wasn't the wind. It was uh, someone that knew I was coming to do this program. <laughs> Look at the American League. You give nothing to that. Look at your your first place Red Sox. Nine and four, right? Your first place Royals and your first place Mariners. So the Mariners are the, the one Mariners. that's got what me. What is going right. on? I don't know about these boys. Even the Orioles are playing competitively. I mean, even in the NL, the Mets and the Reds are in first place. Dodgers are no surprise to anybody. Mets, they're always getting suspended or... Yeah, they've only played they, eight games. Yeah, that's weird. They're dumb. They're the New York PPDs. But I'll get Chris Christie on the phone. I got a bunch of Mets questions. Uh, he's on the beach and he oh, can't shoot. be bothered. Okay. The people like try to roll him back into the water whenever he's on the beach. That's a funny one. <laughs> he was the one that upset people when he was in office about him. He said no one could be on the beach, but his family was seen on the beach on a hot, very hot late July uh, day. I, I remember that. Shouldn't almost, have done that. It's almost like people with power and privilege abuse it constantly. Kings, Give me one other example. <laughs> Kings, I say. <laughs> I think you're a pretty funny guy, right? I think you're funny. Talking to Vital? No. Oh, okay. And I'm not fun. Van no. is. Yeah, Vital is more sage. So I would say you're pretty funny. Going back to medieval times, okay? All right. <laughs> There's like two kinds of comedians during medieval times. Mm -hmm. There's people with physical deformities. Okay. (laughs) Also me. And then there's like jesters. Okay. Where are you going to fit in in this situation here? Why not both? Hold up. I'm versatile. I can do both. (laughs) You ever see like a little jester hat? Like a little, got little bells on it. Little, you know what I'm talking about? They're They're legit adorable. I'm surprised they went out of style. They've been abused by DC Universe's The Joker. Okay. I feel like that is really like, because there was a time when little jester outfits were too funny. We're all the rage. (laughs) Are you listening, Kanye? It's time to add this to your fashion line. The least funny period of time in the history of all time has to be the Middle Ages, right? It's ridiculous. Like, who's telling jokes during the Middle Ages? It's absurd. Yeah. Even like your head head's mm-hmm. getting lopped off. Yeah, you have plagues. Like Cro Magnum guys, at least like dost thy attempt to hold thy woman's hand in the pox, <laughs> thou ear might fall off. <laughs> Look out from above. <laughs> <laughs> middle Ages. That's Van, Van Jester Van in the Middle Ages. I would kill it. I freestyled that smallpox joke. <laughs> <laughs> I did not. That was not part of the repertoire. That was freestyle. Smallpox? Leeches, you say. Yeah. I think it would be the plague. That's not even an actual joke, though. That's just like a, that's a prescription, what I did. I was actually a doctor. There. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> have you tried leeches and cocaine? Because if you haven't, have I got the recipe for you? Oh my goodness. Too much. Uh, we already talked a little bit about the Dodgers. We talked a little bit about... The Astros, when we get back, let's talk about this Aaron Donald deal. Kind of break down the weird stuff. Dave and Busters presents ABQ Central live from the Talk ABQ studio powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We're on the road next week with Chisholm Trail RV Vital. 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Was that the Y yesterday, man? 
The YMCA, are you familiar? Uh, yeah, I'm there every day. So am I. Except for Wednesday morning when we golf. On Wednesdays, we wear pink, Fred. Um, okay, well, first of all, you don't golf with me on Wednesdays. I have to go with my best friend, yeah. Brandon Ortega. That's why, Vital, little inside baseball, cut to the real deal, cut to the fat. Because I won't let Fred golf with me because he's such a poor golfer. I, I'm new. I'm not poor. Yeah. Are you, are you new to the sport? I got my first Literally. par this week. I got my first par. So Brandon is way more patient than Yes. Me. He's more patient and accepting, and he's a, just a a calming force. He's real comfortable with uh, like like people with special needs, which is me. Yeah. Yeah. So he So he helps me on the golf course. Me, on the other hand, I can't deal with it. So I'm at the Y, and I have this friend who does yoga, okay? Yeah. So I go to the Y, so this would have been yesterday morning, and my friend who does yoga, she's like, hey, it'd be cool if you checked out my yoga Zoom. And I was like, well, that's, that sounds lame. Okay. Like, I could do yoga in person. Yeah. So I go to like the little group fitness room there at the Y, and I put up my iPad. You know, I got it set up or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I just like, before I know it, I blaze through the best little hour of yoga in my entire life. Okay. Yeah. So I did yoga at the Y, which I don't even know if they offer regularly, but now the Y has become everything that I need. You come full circle. Yeah. Vital, we got to get you over to the Y. Got to get you over to the Y, Vital. It is a fantastic place with fantastic people. There's such fellowship. I'm fine. I can touch my toes. Okay. Well. That, that we didn't need to go there. No, that was yeah, that was awkward for yeah. me. Um, I don't know if this is like, am I breaking news if I if I say this? I don't know the rules of. There's nothing official. Engagement of the Y. Van and I are in a position to help the Y substantially. Yes, we're going to use this radio show as a platform to do that. Do they have a pool at the one you go to? There's a pool at the one. On Comanche and Tramway. That's the one. Okay. Yeah. I've, I've been to that one. See, I, I used to be a competitive swimmer in high Ooh. school, so I like getting into a pool before doing any aerobics or any of that. If you've never been a swimmer, it is amazing exercise. Yes. It's everything. Yeah. You can do it till you're 100. My yoga friend, I said, hey, my lungs are screwed up from the COVID-19. And she said, guess what? In yoga, we breathe. Yeah. Let me help you with that. So this wasn't prescribed. Yeah, why didn't they? Yeah, why didn't they prescribe that? Western medicine. Idiots. Huh. What do they know? Yeah, so I drank some- Stupid 12 years of school. Yeah, I drank some kombucha and smoked a bunch of weed, and then I did yoga, so I feel better now. You did zero of those things. I know. <laughs> That's more my speed on the weekend. Vital, I don't do drugs. Have I talked to you about this? I'm a big advocate for drugs. Like anyone who likes drugs, I'm Drink in support alcohol. of. Oh, no, that's not. That doesn't okay. count. Well, no. that's the worst and the best drug. I drink a lot of caffeine. Which is a drug. Is it really? I think I read yesterday in the United Kingdom that they'll no longer sell cigarettes to anyone born after 2004. Did you guys see this? Yeah, I saw that. They done. They're, they're like, forget smoking. We done. Interesting. Now we about to kill that. I think human history will uh, not look favorably upon nicotine. 
Okay. Yeah, I, that's a hot take. Do you think it'll go the way of the opium? We can still get opium. Isn't that the reason mm. vape got big? <laughs> because there was an alternative to smoking nicotine? I think vape got big because it wasn't like 50 Cent doing it or something. I think vape got big because you can do not. nicotine and it tastes like bubble gum. But also... Or blue raspberry or now, cherry. Mountain Dew. I'm under the impression you can do pot marijuanas. Yeah, you could vape <laughs> pot you, marijuanas. You can, you can vape ganja. Is that true? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, you can. I didn't know that. You're about to find out in a year. I do yoga now is what I'm trying to say. I'm trying to I'm trying to come back to life at the Y. Vital Fred's never smoked pot. Never. But once it's legal, he said he's in. All of it. <laughs> Just put it on cookies or uh, your brownies. That's, Speaking that's, of cookies, that's, I, didn't, yeah. I didn't ask. Yeah, Vital. Vital's wonderful lady friend made us cookies. And uh, I didn't ask if there's weed in there. Good is question, because I consumed one. Are those just regular cookies? Those are regular. Okay. Wait until S- next April. Sweet. Or the 20th. <laughs> yeah, on the 20th. We'll be in Denver. We're going to Denver. on the. We're going on Tuesday, the 20th. Check out the Houston, the hated Houston Astros at the... I'm so excited to see the antics of the crowd in person. Trash can banging and that ought to be great. Yeah, I'm excited. Are you going to wear Houston Astros gear? Or are you going to go? I don't press? know. MLB give us those press passes yet? Let me check my email. Okay, it depends. If I'm a member of the press, no. If I'm uh, some citizen, then yes, <laughs> of course, of course I am. If you're a fan, why not? I wonder if I could get like hurry up and get like a custom made like gray and silver. Astros jersey with like some rust spots on it. I know a guy. Look like a trash can jersey. I would wear that. I would. I think more easily identifiable would be like Oscar the Grouch. Like if you were to go like full nineties, like collaborative. Yeah. Yeah. Or like a silver and gray jersey with like an (laughs) Oscar the Grouch coming out of my shoulder like a parrot. Somebody last week was dressed as Oscar the Grouch. Oh, it's been done. Yeah. yeah, everywhere. It was pretty it was hilarious. There's not a, there's not enough coverage in sports for all the hilarious Astros disses. Low key, there's, there's not enough. There's also not enough famous trash cans. Like I was trying, I can usually rack my brain pretty quick for a couple quips. Okay. Yeah, Oscar the Grouch is. That's kind of the one, right? He's standing alone there, right? And I'm thinking like, I even just went out back to like Rocky Four when he has like the robot Butler. I'm like, was there like a trash can involved in that? Like, I'm like, I'm really going for deep cuts on famous trash cans. Uh, wrestling something something. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. yeah, like a Tommy Dreamer smashing Stone Cold. Yeah, Terry Funk over the head. Sure. Yeah, no clue. No clue. Anyways, check out the why. That's what I'm about. Big shout out to my friend AJ who helped me with yoga. I'm in next time. I know you are. I actually like yoga. Oh, I do too. I like um, the piece of it. Like, mm-hmm. there's like a calming piece. Controlling re- your breathing mechanism of it. I had a real like calming yesterday too, because I rode a horse yesterday for the first time. Oh, tell me all about that. Are you familiar with this? Thanks for the invite too. You weren't invited. So Kendra Loring over at Chanton Equine Adventures, who we had on the program last week. Sure. So she reaches out during the week, and she's like, uh, have you really never been on a horse? I'm like, no. Guess what? I was, I was on a horse. 
Guys, I was like physically on top of a Clydesdale. So in the same calendar week, Vital, I want to make sure you know you heard this right. Fred breaks up with me as his best friend and rides a horse without me. That's groundbreaking. That's a lot. I did the whole deal out there to Chantony Quine. I did like, I put like the saddle on it. I don't know. There's probably official verbiage. And if you're like a horse fan. Yeah. You're like very mad at you. Yeah, you're like Fred. You're an idiot. We'll just bear with me here. All of our equestrian friends yes. are very upset with you. So I put like a little. I put like a. I don't know what it's called. Like a pad of some sort. Mm-hmm. Like where you're like like where a puppy would pee or whatever. I don't really know what this thing was. Okay. I, and then I don't think that's accurate. Okay. But keep keep going. <laughs> and then uh, a saddle. Now I did learn there are two types of saddles. Okay. There's the one that I can ride, and then there's one that professional people ride. Okay. Okay. Can't tell you anything else outside of that. You got the kitty saddle? There, yes, that is what I got. I got the one that like you give to your child at the like when you go to the Cracker Barrel and you need like a booster seat. Mm-hmm. That's the one I got. Okay. That's okay. Nice. And then I went in little circles. Very nice. And my horse, his name was Cliff. Okay. Seemed to be a very decent dude. You're a cheers guy. Like Cliff uh Cliff Clavin. Yes. Yeah. As far as famous duos go. Mm-hmm. Norman Cliff. So good. Yeah. Classic. Classic. I also really like characters you never see, like Norm's wife. Yeah, not great. Yeah, that's a really smart trope. So anyways, yeah, I went and rode a horse. Um, so shout out to Kendra over to Chanta Equine Adventures, who had me out. Um, and it was like, um, do you remember when you were in grade school and you go on like field trips? And you would like learn something and have a lot of fun? Mm-hmm. That's what this was. Did you, did you uh, bring a sack lunch? Or just a lunchable. Yeah, I had like a like a power bar thing. Going That's away. smart. Yeah. <laughs> so shout out to Kendra. Yeah. And big shout out to that strong ass horse <laughs> that could accommodate you. Listener, I don't know if you know. You probably do because he says it ad nauseum. Yeah. Fred is six and a half Fred's feet a tall. Giant. And from St. Louis. <laughs> East. Yeah. So that is a strong horse. So I asked that. I was like, I was like, I'm 265 pounds, Kendra. Like, is it safe for this horse? And she was like, she's like, hey, this horse don't care that you're up there. Like, you ain't that special. And she was like, hey, <laughs> yeah. Like, I got to, I got to mount and dismount it. Oh, well, I'm still talking about horses. Good, good, good. Yeah. So then I got to do that. Um, there was now. I'm not going to say it was like a, a run. Which again, listener, I know that's not correct verbiage, so I apologize. You're looking for gallop? Yes, it was not that. It was not part of New Mexico where we're going for Big Brothers Big Sisters for a golf scaring ball on the 22nd. Oh, yeah. Excited. It, it was a trot? Trot. Yeah. A trot is less than a gallop? Yeah, well, it's also a radio host. The training so, wheels weren't taken okay. off yet. Yes, but it was exhilarating. I was at peace. There was a calm. If there was a way to combine like your AirPods with it, I would have been a little bit more in, but that didn't seem safe. I feel like no. you need to be able to hear. For sure. Yeah. And you can't hook up a horse to Bluetooth anyways. Yeah. <laughs> well, they always say that. They always say you don't look a Bluetooth horse in the mouth. Yeah. When you we get back. You can't, you can't bring yeah, a Bluetooth yeah, horse yeah, to water. Yeah. <laughs> the blue water. Anyways, thank you to everyone that uh, allowed me to have such a tremendous week. When we get back, actual Aaron Donald talk. Dave and Buster's presents ABQ Central live from the Talk ABQ studio, powered by New Mexico Pinon Coffee. We're on the road with Chisholm Trail RV next week. 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal.
Back on the program. All right, Van, you watch uh, sports at all? A lot. Okay. So much baseball. We're going to go football. See, I've been doing some scouting. Oh, okay. Doing some scouting at the beginning of the year, Vital, where I uh, watch my fantasy baseball pitchers pitch, and then I scout for people on the waiver wire and see who I really like, who my next pickup's going to be. No, you don't do that. Okay, I don't do that. Yeah, no, no one does that. I just watch the Astros. <sighs> NFL talk earlier this past week. Um, Aaron Donald, are you familiar with Aaron Donald? Man, he got doxxed and then he turned it around real fast. I tell you what. And we were talking about this with uh, the quarterback down there in Houston. Yes. You can get accused of anything. You can get accused of anything all the time. I mean, Aaron Donald didn't get accused of That's a good point. 21 bar brawls. That's a good point. <laughs> it's not Barrett Robbins. If you remember, uh, was the center for the then Los Angeles Raiders. Oh. Super Bowl in San Diego. Disappeared to Tijuana and missed the Super Bowl. Yeah. Pretty good little story. So... He, earlier this week, was accused by, let me make sure I got this name right, DeVincent DeVincent Spriggs, okay? DeVincent Spriggs, who said uh, he suffered a concussion and a broken arm um, and a bunch of lacerations on his face because Aaron Donald beat him up in a bar. The internet said he did it. Yeah. Media said he did it. He was very guilty for about 48 hours. That's weird to yeah. me. Isn't that disgusting? Could have swore we had this innocent until proven guilty thing. What are you talking about? What is that? <laughs> There's currently, well, I actually just wrapped a court case going on in Minnesota. Right. Sidebar, yeah. real quick. How is DeVincent Spriggs not in the NFL? I believe he, I believe he played left tackle at LSU. His that is a NFL name if yes. I've ever heard one. Very strong, De Vincent Spriggs. So I got to thinking. Okay. Okay. This kind of happens a lot. Sure. Kind of a lot. People are like, "Oh, here's a celebrity. Let's just go with athlete because we're talking athletes." Mm-hmm. Here's Day-day. a day. Yeah. I'm gonna get mine. And then I'm sure time will tell Deshaun Watson that it wasn't as bad as the media portrayed it either. Oh, you don't say? Because it's already coming out that a lot of those people that are suing him, it was consensual and they had relations together. Doesn't make it okay. I think... The the thing that's like, um, how do I say this calmly? The thing that's so interesting to me is how regular there's like a false accusation of this kind of thing. So often. You want to talk about Duke lacrosse? Sure. We'll talk about Duke lacrosse right now. You want to talk about Brian Banks? Talk about Brian Banks right now. And often, like, 
there's this idea that like hey because they you know they play this like and it's so hard because we're talking about like like overwhelming concepts right they all all encompassing that's not fair verbiage but it's like hey they're real aggressive on the field they must be real aggressive in real life yeah that's some of them are you know Aaron Donald and me don't look like the dude that takes a swing at you at a bar. Or he seems reasonable enough to know better. Do you know what that would cost? All the money. Well, don't and, pick a fight with an all-pro defensive man. <laughs> well, to, to, okay. to, to be fair. Uh, to be fair. To be fair. To be fair. Yes. Don't pick a fight with anybody in a bar if you're a grown adult. Like, grow up. You're not in bar fight age anymore. Walk away. Yeah. It's okay. I, I, he broke up okay. the bar fight allegedly. How do you feel about that? That's the Shyamalan twist of the yeah. whole thing is he was trying to break it up. So Spriggs like publicly apologizes after the bar has a ring camera that catches the whole thing. He's not getting his payday. Just a way smaller one from a citizen. <laughs> Does that stuff ever get paid out? I really don't know. Like those civil cases and stuff? I have no idea. Yeah, that's that's not my wheelhouse. I'm not sure whatsoever. Because there'll absolutely be a criminal case. Absolutely. But like that doesn't necessarily go to the victim. Mm-mm. So you, then you get a civil case. <clears throat> he says, quote, Spriggs says, quote, I want to make this statement public and to extend an apology to Aaron for what he's gone through, but I clearly know this was not him. Takes a big man to apologize. Yeah, or they were like, we're not even going to give you settlement, dog. But I think Aaron Donald should thank God for security cameras. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, mean the eventually. The lawyer heard Donald was there and went for the big checkbook or the biggest check. I mean, this is America. But it, you know what? This if I'm America. Donald, wouldn't you guys, if you were that and you just kind of touched on it a little there, if you should probably be staying away from situ- situations like this, if you're a pro athlete. Yeah, I, I wouldn't have been able to sue Aaron Donald if he attacked me. Because of your death. Because I would be very much dead. Yes. I would be extremely deceased. I'm a big fan of the T.I. and Rihanna approach where you just live your life. Hey, I have no problem with that. If you're Aaron Donald, should you break up the fight? That's my question. Like, do you do like the, what I guess is the good Samaritan thing? Because more than likely he prevented, he prevented like future harm from this Spriggs cat. More than likely. I don't know that. Maybe, maybe not. Who knows? They said with the security cameras that you didn't see the beginning of the fight. Plus one of Donald's buddies, I guess, kicked the guy's face in. So that guy could probably get one, get some moolah one way or another. But, you know, Donald will probably have to pay for his friend. I can tell you right now why you didn't see the beginning of the fight. Something nefarious. Ah. You think it was drugs, man? What? Drugs. Okay, now you're just making stuff up on the spot. Yeah, I'm wildly accusing. (laughs) You're doing the exact opposite of what you just said. I think you have to have like a boundary, though. My like, question is, yeah. Oh, there it is. The alleged attack occurred around 3 a.m. Sunday. Well, yes, of course. 
Nothing good happens after midnight is, in a bar. Oh, anywhere. Leave. Go to bed. You should be out of there already. I'm already asleep at that time. Hey, Fred. Yes? Guess who loves bars? Uh, everyone. This guy. Yes. Who's got two thumbs and loves bars? Uh, you and me. Us Nothing two. good happens at three in the morning. Nope. 11, 11.30, I'm gone. Once the touch tune stops taking my mobile plays from my app, I'm out. It's probably a taste thing, not really. A, oh. Yeah. <laughs> like, the touch, the jukebox will not let you play Chumba Wumba again. Tub thumping. Yep. I sat in with Brandon Vote last week doing his time-traveling top 40 podcast. That seemed like fun. It was fun. We went back to the summer of 98. Great summer. I had a good one. Whenever all the hits. You are going to do his program very soon. That's the word on the street. So check out us on KKOB's Brandon Votes. And it should be good because I actually know about music. I mostly just, <laughs> like, I don't know, like, how music comes together. I don't know, like, anything as far as, like, producers or, like, whatever. But I could talk about where I was in life at that time. Sure. So that's what I did. A lot of fun. Anyways, if you hated Aaron Donald this week, you are the problem. Keep that in mind. Vital, before we go to break, I got a quick question for you. Yeah. How, how long do you think it's been going on? We're like, because we didn't always have like cell phones and we didn't always have like video footage, right? Was Wilt Chamberlain just walking into bars, just like beating dudes up? You'd have to read his autobiography. It was a different time then. Yeah. A lot of stuff was kept yeah. quiet. As long as people didn't die, I think the bars were okay with a little bit of that. Also, until Patrick Swayze is the bouncer. <laughs> it's a roadhouse reference. <laughs> a roadhouse. Dave Busters presents ABQ Central Live from the Talk ABQ studio, powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We're on the road next week with Chisholm Trail RV. 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. Okay, so the NFL draft's coming up, Van. And if you're an athlete... You're worried about what team is going to pick you. What you don't often think about is what brand is going to pick you. All right, Vital. <laughs> oh, gosh. I just had a bite out cookie, and it's so good. It was perfect. So there's more there. What is this, chocolate chip raisin? I'll Choc- be eating it's it. It's chocolate chip. Um, it's got like a little caramel action in it too. Well, because she put a bunch of sugar and melted it, melted it together. She did. I don't so know smart. what my girlfriend did, but so smart. Is it good or not? It's basically perfect. Thought it was pretty good. I just wanted to share because you, you guys are always sharing to me. That is true. Buying me cokes and we're very sharing. Did you say buying you coke, Vital? <laughs> what show buying, is this? Buying me cokes. Oh, you know you're from the Midwest when every soda is a coke. Yes. <laughs> Okay. How about pop? Do they say that in St. Louis? No, not really. It's only the transplants from Chicago, and we correct them real quick. <laughs> Soda pop? Uh, just, just a Coke. Coke is where I grew up. Yeah, everything's Coke here, too. You want a Coke? And that's like a Fresca. What kind? Yeah. Yeah, orange soda? Mr. Pibb. Yeah. <laughs> I do mess with orange soda. I love Mr. Pibb. That's a good good deep dive. You don't see that around a lot anymore. That, it's... It's like heavily like big in the upper Midwest impersonated. Yes. It's like Dr. Everything. Yeah. 
And you know what it is. You know yeah, what it is. You don't, you don't like take a sip of a doctor something and no. it's like a Sprite. So I don't know if you know this. There's 23 I, flavors. I like Mr. Pibb because it's just as good as Dr. Pepper and dude didn't even need to get his degree. <laughs> is that Mitch Hedberg? You just that's, do Mi- that's a Mitch Hedberg joke. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's not an original. Come on now. Come right. on now. I'll quote my dude. <laughs> 27 Club? I'll see uh, Mr. Pibb, probably number one for me. Hold on, I'm gonna need I a, like the rarity of it. I'm going to need a list in front of it, me. I only have a you Coke. You have that number one? I only have a Coke like once or twice a month. I don't, I don't do a lot of soda. So when I do, they hit so hard. It's just so good. And I like the rarity of a good Mr. Pibb because they're not everywhere. So when I see them, I'm like, ooh, it's a Mr. Pibb. Is it a Mr. Pibb day for Van? Let's go. Oh my gosh, I'm looking at this. Okay. This is overwhelming. What? Oh, all of the doctors? Yes. All right, so you, are you- run, run through the list. Give us all 130 of them. Ready, let, to, go, ready to go. Let me clear my throat. Like the micro, micro machines guy. Dr. A+, plus, Dr. A, Dr. A, A, Dr. B, Dr. B, Dr. Bash, Dr. Becker, Dr. Best, Dr. Best 76, Dr. Better, Dr. Big, Dr. Biggie, Dr. Blast, Dr. Bob, Dr. Bold, Dr. Brown, Dr. Bruno's, Dr. Buzz, Dr. Kane, Dr. Celeste, Dr. Teeper, Dr. Tear, Dr. Cherry, Dr. Chill, Dr. Choice, Dr. Cool, Dr. Country, Dr. D, Dr. Dazzle, Dr. Delight, Dr. Denali. Do you want me to keep going? Dr. Duck, Dr. Diablo. <laughs> it's only, you're only in the Ds. Yeah, uh, I'm losing doctor moving forward. Fago, fine, fizz, flag, flav, flavor, foods, fresh, furs, gibbs, good guy, goodness, gumpster, highland, high top, high V, IGA. First of all, IGA, that's just lazy. That's lazy. Joe's, uh, K Big, K Diet, K Big K, Kiss, Cooper, Larry, oh my gosh, Lightning, <laughs> Looney, Lowe's, Lynn, Marsh, Murphy, Murphy, Nay, Nuss, Nut, Ozarks, Ozark, Parade, Parker, Path, Pecker, that doesn't seem correct. Perfect, perky, <laughs> fizz, fizz perky. with a ph. That's on the list. Oh, strong. That is strong. <laughs> oh man. Plutes, polar, pop, preferred, pride, uh, Publix, which is a that's a that's a Florida based. It's a Florida based grocery. Doctor Publix. Yeah. Uh, Quincher, radical, red, white, rescue, retro, rific, right, right, rescue. Uh, <laughs> Right spelled the correct way. Right spelled uh, with a T. Rock, rocket, rush, S. Dr. Salt. That doesn't even seem like that one's real. Uh. Ah, doc, Dr. <laughs> Skipper. Dr. Sodium. Dr. Slice, Slot, Smart, Smith, Smooth, Snaff, Sooth, South, Spark, Sparkle, Star, Storm, Stripe, Sweet. There's Thunder, Topper. Now, Thunder, I think, is a famous one. That's Sam's choice. Sam's choice. Yeah. That's, that one's yeah. pretty good. I've had that one. <laughs> That's good. Dr. Up, Dr. Urge, Dr. Vest, Dr. Wave, Dr. Weiss, Down. Wells, West, Western, Wham, whatever, Wild, Whoa, Wow, X, Zeppa, Zest, Ziva, Zing, Zip, Zap. <laughs> so now what we got to do. You can't find any of those in my Oh, computer. you need the list again? I'll do <laughs> No. I'll do it in reverse. Now what we do is we match the doctor to the college that he got his degree uh, okay. from. <laughs> so like- Dr. Ozark yeah. would be like Middle Tennessee State. Correct. Dr. Zip is Gonzaga. Yeah. Dr. Everyone knows that. Sure. That's, that's an obvious one. Yep. Dr. Oh. Salt is probably on the coast somewhere, I'm assuming. Um, now there's Coastal o- Carolina is Dr. Salt. Here's some other imposter brands without Dr. in front of them. <laughs> and they're also supposed to be Dr. Pepper? Bronze Special, Country Doctor, uh, Cheer Wine, Deacon Brown Butte, Doc 360, Doc Holiday, Doc Rocket, Doc Shasta, Doc Zasta, uh, 
the uh, McFuddy Pepper Elixir. That's a lot. Right, I'm about to find that on Amazon and order it. Uh, Mr. Ah, Mr. Green, Mr. Lizard, Mr. Pep. There's a lot Lizard. of misters. There's a lot of misters? <laughs> yeah. What are all these misters for? I don't know. Pep up, they Pepo. Dro- they dropped out. Professor Fizz. Okay. There's a professor. That's the one I'm into. He taught the doctor. Yes. So the professor is what you really need to go to. The professor's got that OG recipe. He's got the prescription. Skipper, <laughs> Southern Home, Southern Lightning, Texas Fizz, the doctor, the doctor soda, the skipper. So there's a lot going on here. Um, Southern Lightning strong. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, that's also your wrestling name, which is interesting. Yeah. yeah. Dr. That's Salt. Nickname for my wiener. That, well, that's a weird transition. <laughs> God, there's a lot of Dr. Pepper. How do you buy it? Can, bottle, or fountain? Bottle, forget, but well, probably plastic or yeah, – I like fountain. When the option presents it – see, I don't like it over ice. A good fresh fountain – if you drink it immediately, I don't like Cokes over ice. Yeah. Um, if I have the opportunity, it's always bottles. The Mexican in oh, the glass yes. bottles because they use like real, real sugar. sugar. Sure. Yeah. It's, it's night and day. So for me, because I'm so like blinded by nostalgia, uh-huh. that I love the the crack of a like a cold Coca Cola can. And you like walking around with the logo too. Yeah. yeah, I'm LeBron James. Yeah. Like with a Coca-Cola can, which we'll talk about now in the next oh, segment. LeBron James doesn't even drink Sprite, but he's walking around to Sprite yes. 24-7. Sprite, which of course owns... They, oh, there you oh, go, by, right there. Vital has the glass bottle Mexican Coca-Cola. There is something fun about a glass bottle, though. That's like in, Sandlot. Sure. Yeah. In case Aaron Donald attacks you, too. You got, to, you got a weapon. <laughs> oh, gosh. This is too much for me. Also, Dr. Pepper, underrated for a mixy boy. Absolutely. Yeah, you can throw for sure a lot of flavors into Dr. Pepper and have a pretty good night. Yes, concur. I have often been like a diet Dr. P and like a like a like a vodka. Diet DP might have the strongest diet. It might be the most passable diet. Yeah. And it's marketed well. It's in the white can. You know it's different. Okay. You ever, you buy like the Diet Mountain Dew. It's just like a Mountain Dew can. It trick you. Yeah. How would you know? You wouldn't know. Yeah. Most most hardcore Mountain Dew drinkers can't read anyway. So when we it's get it's like flipping a coin whether it's diet or not. When we get back, Trevor Lawrence is living the dream. Dave and Buster's presents ABQ wow. Central live from the Talk ABQ studio, powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We're on the road with Chisholm Trail RV next week, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. The following show is a paid commercial advertisement. The views expressed do not reflect those of this station, its ownership, or management. Listening to ABQ Central. Well, to be fair. 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 With your host, Van Nunley and Fred Slow. Alright, this is gonna be so good. 95.9 FM, 610 the Sports Animal. The cream of the crop! And talkabq.com. Turn it up! Turn it up! First hours in the books. We talk sports once, so thanks for sticking it out with us. A lot of good Dr. Pepper talk at the end of the hour. If you are now almost two years into fandom of the program, 
Like, you know what this show is. Sure. Yeah. Sure. 101st uh, show, I think. Yeah, it's correct. Allegedly. Look at the brain on Brad. Oh, hi, Mark. <laughs> Number 101. Speaking of Dr. Pepper. Why? Does Dr. Pepper sponsor any athletes? Yeah, absolutely. They sponsor every halftime uh, field goal attempt in all of like all sports. College I know they, football, they're huge. Yeah. They sponsor the mini prince, like that little guy. I've seen that guy. What is the mini prince? You've seen, seen the commercials with the guy? It's like a little tiny itty bitty, looks just like prince. Are you it talking reminds about me of the guy that the rainbow swirl ice cream. What? The Stay Puft Marshmallow Man? And Vans over here talking about Lil Penny all of a sudden. What are you going on about? <laughs> You've seen the, the, he's like, he's a singer. He looks just like Prince. He's tiny. He's like a tiny Prince. Bruno Mars? Not a a real person. Yeah, it's not. It's just a fictitious character. But he jumps on the back of a horse and one. So he and I have a lot in common now. Because I ride horses now. I'm a horseback rider. Yeah, I don't, Dr. Pepper doesn't sponsor anybody individually. That's not true. It's on NASCARs and stuff. Okay. I said individually. That would be an individual. Which individual? Uh, famed NASCAR pilot. Uh, well, well, there's only four names. What are their names? Uh, Brad Go Fastly. That's a good one. So it's sponsored by Dr. Salt. All right, Dr. Pepper is owned by Keurig Dr. Pepper, which is a German company. Maybe. The K-Cup Company. For your K-Cup coffee. Oh, my gosh. Dr. Pepper was established in 1885. I didn't know Keurig had Dr. Pepper money. You just buy out Dr. Pepper? Good Lord. All right, here's the thing. A pharmacist named Charles Alderton created Dr. Pepper in 1885. Alderton worked at a drugstore in Waco, Texas, owned by Wade Morrison. Legend has it that Morrison named it Dr. Pepper after the father of a young girl he once was in love with. Wow. Wow. Okay. Look at that guy. What do you know? You know what documentary we're shooting next? <laughs> the origin of Dr. Yeah. Pepper. I'm going to doctor up this arsenic. What happened to his young love? The murder. Assuming it's... We're really Aaron Donnelling right now. Wade Morrison, who's been dead for over 100 years. All right. So not German. I lied. Or maybe created in Waco in 1885. So there you go. The oldest major soft drink brand in America. Who knew? Who knew? Bonkers. Just bonk. Just mind-blowing stuff right there. All right. Speaking of brands. So Trevor Lawrence is going to be the first overall draft pick. He's also Adidas's first overall pick. And I think, according to this sport, are you do you mess with Sportico? It's like a, a bit. Yeah, it's a good website. A bit. So Sportico says, hey, low-key, I think this has been going on for a while because Trevor Lawrence has been tweeting about Adidas for like four years now. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. So here's like a tweet from 2016 says, quote, Adidas hands down has the best shoes slash gear out right now. Fire, fire. Okay. Okay, I mean, come on now. A little under the table action for the boy. What was that, making like a high school sophomore four years ago? Perhaps. Yeah. Is that true? Yeah, I guess that would be right. Yeah, four years ago. So Trevor Lawrence signs a deal with Adidas, and uh, specifics aren't out yet or whatever, but you know it's going to be for all of the money. All of the money. Yeah. 
So I got to thinking, man. First of all, congratulations to Trevor Lawrence. Is he going to join this list? Okay, I got a list in front of me. You familiar with Jordan Spieth? Of course. Because you get, all right, and to be fair, like, the listener needs to know. Okay. You get a salary or a purse from your sport, right? Sure. Cool. And then you often get the opportunity to use your likeness outside of that team, sometimes with also the endorsement of the team, not always, Yeah. to, to sell your likeness to corporations for endorsements. Mm-hmm. Okay. Jordan Spieth brought in 29 mil last year. It's pretty good. It's a good year. What are we doing, like a top 10 thing? Yeah, I got 10 of them here. He comes in at 10? Comes in at 10. Okay. So he's got a good list. And you're going to notice a lot of repeats on this list. Nike, 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 Nike. Uh, they're, they're prominent. Under Armour, AT&T, uh, Coca-Cola, Titleist, Rolex, General Mills. That's Wheaties. Rolex. Wheaties, yeah. Yeah, Rolex is on here like every single time. See, Rolex is, they're all over golf stuff. Yeah. Yeah, because people who really like golf. Omega is all over golf stuff. Yeah. And tennis, too. Would win tennis, yeah, yeah, with Federer. Federer's number one, right? He's like number one every year. Yeah, he's going to be, but there's... If you have some rising young kids in your family, get them into tennis or golf because they keep the lion's share of their money. They don't get to split it up with people. If they make money, though. Yeah. Also, just get them into it for the love of the game. Yeah. Yeah. Also, golf and tennis are the best for your kids to get college scholarships. Oh, really? Especially in women. And say you can't maybe afford horseback riding. Yeah. Go volunteer at the farm. Or a horse. or, Or at the stable. Horses are expensive. People will let you ride their horse if you pick up their horse's doo-doo. No one wants to do that. There's no $50 horse specials at Watermelon Mountain Ranch. To You're talking about to adopt. Adopt a horse. <laughs> no. That's what I'm talking about. Not a highway. <laughs> Number nine, Usain Bolt, 32 mil last year. That's pretty good. That is insanely yeah. surprising to me. Considering he doesn't get Olympics. paid whatsoever. Yeah. Puma pays him. Gatorade pays him. Mm-hmm. Duh. I don't know who. Hublot? 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 H-U-B-L-O-T? Hublot. Who's that? It's, uh, it's a German company, Hublot. Oh, it's a watch. Okay, it's a watch. Yeah. Okay. See, this is how unclassy I am. I don't wear watches. You have a watch on. Yeah, but it's like a, it's like a, it's like an Apple, it's like a Tim Cook one. I don't wear jewelry whatsoever. I don't like stuff on me. I, you guys are lucky I'm even wearing clothes today. That, you barely wore any in. As it was a, a brisky 40 degrees outside. I am wearing drawers now. That's good, though. I saw Van five times this week, Vitaly. He wore cut-off jean shorts all five times. Well, not at, not at the gym. <laughs> Second I leave the gym, I got on jorts. I'm a summer jorts. He's the guy who works out in jorts. <laughs> you could pry my jorts from my cold dead hands fred van posted on social media everything at talk abq he posted on social media this week a video of him doing the speed bag and all the comments were about the jorts he was wearing that's not true whatsoever <laughs> virgin media is a proud sponsor of Usain bolt you know them from that guy that looks weird yeah he looks like a cartoon version of himself what's the name of that guy the, uh brantley richard branson branson Almost had to look it up, didn't. Coming in number eight, Roy McElroy, just a couple mil more than Usain Bolt. He's a Northern Ireland. 
What does he sponsor? Nike, TaylorMade, Omega. Omega, that's yeah. it. Now, here's the one I want to take off. Guys, we need to have a talk. I need all the brand ambassadors for the following companies to call me. Nike, Sonica, Sparkling Ice, Nike again, EA Sports, Gatorade, Panini America, Sprint, Degree Men. Because Kevin Durant is soft. And if you were giving Kevin Durant $34 million in total for anything Sonic, you, you his, I will correct that. It's his social media presence. He has 14,000 tweets. No, he doesn't. Is that not right? He has 34,000. I had it backwards. I heard right. 34,000 tweets in his 14-year career. He has more tweets than career points scored. That is a true statement. He's so soft. Tin Ply, bud. Tin Ply just got renamed Durant Ply. Durant Ply. <laughs> These are Durant thick. Climbing up the endorsement ladder, uh, Steph Curry carries Under Armour, Samsung, Coca-Cola, and Kia Motors. Under Armour. Wow. Under Armour's got everybody. I wear there, there Under a... Armour is coming after Nike. No, Under Armour is Watch your back, style. Nike. Do you feel like their quality is there, though? Because I feel like it's really fell off. It's Too- gone off. Because yeah. I have some cheap Under Armour stuff. I'm currently wearing some. Eventually, they're going to sell it to China. Like, their factories are moving to China. You get big enough eventually. Is it not already in China? Um, it has to be. Used to Looking, make it in Baltimore. They always bragged that it's made in America, yeah. Baltimore, Maryland. If, yeah, if the shirt you're wearing was made in America, I will cut one of my toes off. <laughs> Almost all of my products are made by third-party manufacturers in some 15 countries. Okay, about 55 percent of the country's products are made in China, Jordan, Vietnam, uh, the country, not the war, and Malaysia. Okay, okay. Under Armour, third favorite Asia. Seventy uh, percent of. <laughs> Seventy percent of Under Armour sales are all based in the United States. I'm in on Steph Curry. I would pay. I would pay Steph Curry for anything. I bet I could name the top three. Before we get to the top three, Steph Curry has super cute kids. He needs like Oshkosh Bagash. He needs like Pampers. He needs like that kind of endorsement. Mm, smart. Yeah, this is a very smart move. All right, so you want so we got five left, but you want to you want to just shoot at the top three. Oh, there's the five. Top, you want to shoot at the top five? I think I could do. I, I think I could do the top five. All right, give them to me. Okay, Federer's one. Uh, Roger Federer is number one. Okay, Ronaldo's two. He's number five. Really? Number five. Okay. Number five. So I would go Federer, Ronaldo, Tiger Woods. Yes, number four. LeBron James. Number two. Yeah. And this fourth one sitting at number three, you're not going to get. Messi. Oh, Messi's a good one. It's not. You're not going to get it. Dale Earnhardt Jr. He. <laughs> I think Bud, Budweiser stopped cashing those checks a long time ago. <laughs> cutting, cutting those checks. Uh, okay. Number number Who five was? was Ronaldo. Number four was Tiger. Here's your number three that you missed. At forty mil a year, which with, is good. with sponsors that include Barclays, Callaway, and KPMG. Phil Mickelson. Lefty, and I would. I should have got lefty. You didn't get hefty Mickelson? at number three. Oh. Is it really? It is. And endorsements. I'm going to shoot you guys real straight again. I don't know who or what KPMG is, but I know that they exist as a brand because of Phil Mickelson. Is that's probably the? Um, I think it's investing. That investment firm. Yeah. Yeah. That he because uh, he got 
almost busted for insider trading. Oh, they all do. I remember that. It was a pretty big deal a few years ago. Yeah, you're right. Uh, International, KPMG International Limited is He hasn't won a major in a long time. How much? He's still very relevant, though. Yeah. He's still like, he's second biggest golfer on the planet, right? Yeah, it's an accounting organization. No, he's the biggest golfer on the planet because the biggest golfer on the planet is actually Bedrin. Fair. Yeah. Fair. The biggest golfer on the planet is actually an adrenaline junkie who thought he was a Navy SEAL and a NASCAR pilot. <laughs> oh, okay. When you say it like that, it makes more sense. Brandon Sports, LeBron James, in my opinion, is the guy, though, because he puts them all over. Like, um, Well, here's the thing. I don't think LeBron needs to be like the biggest endorsed guy because he has all of his own companies to look after as well. Yes. He can't just go around selling stuff like... Phil Mickelson and Roger Federer. Roger Federer is on everything. He's on everything I mean, worldwide. World, world, yeah, world, it's global. worldwide. Yeah. If LeBron James is like, "Hey, pull over sweater vest or back in," <laughs> he could. I'd have one. He'd be the face of it. I'd be like, "What's that? Is that Lacoste? Let me get that." I think a sweater vest would be more of a Russell Westbrook look. To be honest, when we get back from the break, I'm going to tell you how Trevor Lawrence is missing out if he doesn't get head and shoulders as his title sponsor. Smart. Dave and Buster's presents ABQ Central live from the Talk ABQ Studio, powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We're on the road with Chisholm Trail RV next week. Vital, 95.9 FM and AM Goodbye. 610. The Sports Animal. <laughs> okay. Okay, Van. Yeah. Every four years, I get very excited about the Olympics, mm-hmm. which is stupid. Is it, though? It is stupid. The Olympics or your excitement about the Olympics? Both. Okay. Tokyo is supposed to have the Olympics in 2020, but if you recall, they were canceled because of cancel culture. <laughs> okay. They were canceled due to the COVID-19, okay? Correct. So they're pushing back to 2021, which is, let me check my calendar, this year. You just say now. It's now. It's current. It's currently it's, 20. It is less than 100 You're days. in the midst. To the Olympics. 100 days away from the Olympics. Ish. I've never had to close so many Dr. Pepper tabs as I talked to you. 97 days. 97 days. Thank you. That's what I was looking for. Less than one. All right. The Olympics are being held in Japan. Are you familiar with Japan? Very much so. Okay. I've been there. What? Yeah. I went to Tokyo. When did you do that? Um, On both ends of a trip to Vietnam. Ooh. The, the country, not the war. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. So. To, now, I don't think all the games are in Tokyo proper. I think Kyoto. Get some. Well, you got to spread them out. Got to spread them out. Yeah, yeah. Just like everyone in Japan needs to be spread out. It's impossible to spread out in Japan. Six feet. Yeah. They sleep. I don't know if you know this. In coffins. <laughs> they have. It's like uh, their apartments are actually set up like coffin hotels. Yeah, coffin hotels. Yeah, yeah, I saw those. This is a real thing. Very creepy. It's super creepy. But the things I would do in it, like I would play Not on my much. phone. Not yeah, much. Okay. can't do much. <laughs> Not much. Not a lot. Can't even do sit-ups. You can do crunches. You can probably do like a plank. Yeah. 
Do, do, do a plank. plank. Yeah. Do half a push up in there. I told you, I'm into yoga now. Mm-hmm. You look more limber. Do I? No. My hamstrings are tight. And the thing with the Olympics, at least in my adult life, is they have all been a disaster. One way or another. Every single Olympics that's ever occurred, dating back to my history of them, which is Atlanta 96. Okay. Showing my age here. The bombing. The bombing. Because I don't really remember Lillehammer. Is that where 94 was? Lillehammer? Lillehammer. Yeah. I don't really remember that. Barcelona. Barcelona. That one I remember because of the dream team. Mm. But that's the only reason. It's a good one. Uh, do you like the Summer Olympics or the Winter Olympics? I like them both. Both. Yeah, I like them both. Yeah. The LA one in 2028, I'll go to that. Let's go. I've never been to an Olympics. I would like to do that. Let's do it. I get so passionate about curling every four years. Same. Oh, my God. It's I, went so to the, good. I told you I went to the Curling National Championship. Did I tell you that? Why? When they can just go to the Olympics. Well, you have to pick the one to oh. go. That's uh, in Wisconsin or Minnesota, where most of the Olympic players are from. <laughs> it was it was actually in Grand Rapids, Iowa. More rinks than bars. We have curling here. It's out at uh, off Tramway there. Outpost. Yeah, the outpost yeah. where the where the ice wolves play. So anyway, so this Tokyo one was supposed to be the one where like they didn't have to like build anything on the spot. They had like all the infrastructure. It was supposed to be like safe and lovely. And by the way, do you know about Olympic Village? Um, the documentary. I don't know what that is. What is that? <laughs> I would like to watch the documentary about the Olympic Village. I see what you did there. Yeah. Didn't get it at first. That's okay. Vital Trojan gives out something crazy like 400,000 condoms. That's not yeah. even, that's, that's a real number. I've read that. There's pandemic level spikes in STDs. Yes. In every Olympic Village, in every Olympics. It's bonkers. Good for Ronda Rousey. Good for whoever's there. Yes. <laughs> like the fittest, best-looking people in the world all come together. Just, just beautiful human beings. Yeah. That all have like shared passion and experience. Because where do you go in the world to where someone is like as passionate about the thing you're as passionate about at an Olympic level? Nowhere. Yeah. That's probably the only place on earth where they're more passionate about the thing than the other thing. <laughs> There's the thing they're passionate about. All of their number twos is yeah. my number one. <laughs> the main thing is the main thing. Yes. yes. And the biggest tragedy of the 2020 Olympics is the Tokyo, the 2020 Tokyo, where they wrap the, the logo, like the Olympic rings, and then the Japanese flag circle, and they got the 2020 wrapped around them. It's the best logo in the history of the Olympics. Look it up if you haven't seen it. And it's a tragedy that it doesn't get to be, the flag doesn't get to be flown and it's not shown on NBC and Bob Costas doesn't have it on his jacket or whatever. And it's actually a fan-made logo because you can't alter the Olympic rings in the Olympic logo. I don't think that's yeah, true. You it's, can't do that. Can't no, do that. No, it's against international rules. Yeah. Or- so if you go back and look... Like as far back as I can remember, which I guess would be Los Angeles, nineteen eighty four. Okay, you're right. It is fan made. Yeah, I know. I just I wouldn't. It's have... the best one ever, too. The best one ever is Moscow, nineteen eighty. If you're not familiar with that, that literally is the best one ever. 
Is that the uh, Ivan Dragov year? Is that the, <laughs> the year that when he won gold? When he killed Apollo Creed? Yeah. Is that what you're talking about? Is that the same year? We kind of a lot talk about Rocky on the show. and it's Kind of a big deal. It's kind of the best. Well, I'm what a bummer. I didn't know that was a fan-made logo. Yeah, it's a fan-made logo. Well, they should let fans make it all the time. The- so the... <laughs> The IOC, International Olympic Committee. Yes, they can just they could just turn their head. They could just foo foo away slavery. Corrupt IOC, but you you can't so corrupt millions of dollars, millions of dollars in corruption. That's not even a high enough number. Connections with the mafia. Connections with what do you, what do you call it? Uh, I'm going brain fart. Yakuza. The Yakuza. The Yakuza. Cartel. They're just looking, they're overlooking slavery in the Middle East. I was looking for like, like a Silk Road reference. Like you can't alter the logo. So you can't alter the logo. Okay, get out of here. So the Tokyo Games. Anyways. 1% of the Japanese have two shots of the vaccine. 1%, man. That's not a lot. That's a very tiny amount. They're surging in COVID-19 cases. They're calling... They say, don't bring people from around the world here. Well, that's how you play the Olympics, though. People from around the world have to go there to compete. Do you want it to go as poorly as Rio? Japan's always been kind of a closed society, and plus they yeah, they're weird. They, they wear masks forever. Yeah, they've, they've been wearing masks for... Oh, that's you... always been a big part of their society. Listen to you two softies. Just a little nuclear fallout. I wear some masks. Well, not where you would have went with that. Yeah. Better nuclear joke in there. You forgot. They. They've actually kind of got the raw in for a while. Like since World War II. They're amazing at baseball, though. So. Yeah, because we made them play it. Win win. <laughs> yeah. Because we said, we said, hey, after World War II, first of all, we've already beat you. Now we're going to just infuse you with our culture. Yeah. To where you become America, but you don't get to have an army. Sure. Exactly that. Which is Douglas MacArthur for that. The number one part of America is having an army. Japan, South Korea. Yes. The Caribbean. Mm -hmm. We colonized those three places, (laughs) stole their infrastructure. Gave them baseball. We gave you baseball. We're even. Baseball's amazing. You're welcome. Thank you for all your cane sugar. Yeah. Hideki Matsuyama just won the Masters. We're even. <laughs> Is that how that works? Yes. Took a while, but we're even now. The number one band in America is from South Korea. So actually, just like a slinky. Who's who's ahead now? Yeah, it's all coming back. Check the scoreboard. Well, like in World Wars? Yeah. Two of your boys are back-to-back champs. We're closers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Russia was the workhorse. Russia was the David Wells. <laughs> America America's the Mariano Rivera. We come in when they're soft, put on a little Metallica, finish that world war for everybody. You ever watch like war movies? Love them. 
If I tell you watch war movies, I know you kind of like live that life. For yeah, a while. yeah, I like the independent ones from Europe that they show because I like World War Two history, oh. hmm. like and documentaries. They got a better perspective, yeah, of Soviet Union, German Germany. Yes. So I I do like the documentaries. What I like less about war movies is they all just feel like. Like I'm at Van's house and he's dropping a needle on wax of like old 70s rock. Because mm-hmm. that's what like war movies are. Yeah. Yeah. Like every old war movie is just like 60s Rolling Stones. Give me all the Vietnam movies you got. Yeah. Those are peak war movies. For sure. I agree. Like the top five war movies were all Vietnam movies. The number one war movie is Saving Private Ryan. Yeah. That's hard to beat. The op- the best opening to For a war For the first movie. 20 minutes you, you got to yeah. watch. I'll never forget, um, I was in Riodoso, New Mexico for my sister's, one of my sister's softball tournaments. Oh, happy birthday to her. And, um, yeah, not even close. Um, and then Saving Private Ryan came out and we watched it at the theater in Riodoso. Yes. It was a completely sold out show. And like 10 minutes into the storming of Normandy, all of these... Aged veterans started walking out of the theater. It was a lot. PTSD, crying, it's shaking. Hard, hard for me to watch. Oh man, the thing it that was got too real. Do you cry during films? I cry all the time. By the time I know we're going to need an extra minute here. Uh, I'm Italian. The <laughs> <laughs> yell, I cry. By the time it's like a really good dessert. I don't know. It puts me over the edge. Hey, hey. hey. Yeah, the spumoni. <laughs> Made me cry. Forget about it. With a Dr. Salt. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mix it with the Mentos. It's in my stomach. It's a Dr. Spumoni. Saving Private Ryan has the one scene in the history of film that like brought a tear to my eye. Really? Because I, I don't cry during film. Yeah, you just shove down your emotions. Just like there have been two times. Okay. The f- the very first time with Saving Private Ryan. Okay. And it's at the end, spoiler alert for this 25-year-old movie. <laughs> at the end, old Matt Damon is like, tell me I'm a good man, Martha. Oh, yeah. And I, I remember that. I got goosebumps yeah. even right now. Yeah, just thinking about it. And that to yeah. me is like, that's fire. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's gut-wrenching. And then, obviously, at the end of Avengers Endgame. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, where's he going with this one? Old Yeller? Are we doing Old Yeller? Nope. Are we doing Marley and Me? Like, what's going on here? I have a 10-year-long investment with the story arc that is Tony Stark, yeah. as represented by Robert Downey Jr. You're invested. In those, like, dog movies that, like, try to make you, like, cry? Like, Oh, I forgot. You hate dogs. It's not that I hate dogs. <laughs> I hate the idea that you're going to create a piece of media in an effort just to make me upset. Sure. What was the dog movie with Richard gear uh the gerbil movie. look who's talking <laughs> Gosh, damn. <laughs> when we get back this show's gonna be more g-rated i promise dave and busters presents abq central live from the talk abq studio powered by new mexico pinion coffee we're on the road this week vital chisholm trail rv 95.9 fm am 610 the sports animal Put in the next half hour in an NFL talk, specifically the NFL draft, 505-246-0610. We know you love the NFL more than Van does. He's a baseball guy. Baseball guy. Baseball first. You love watch, me some NFL, though. Do you watch NFL or Major League Baseball more, Van? Oh, baseball. It's yeah, not even same. close. It's not. Yeah, same. I've probably watched 
five games beginning to end already this year. So during an and then like season, another five or six, just you, an hour or so. You watch a game a day, game a night. I'll watch baseball every day, Base- at least at least a couple innings. Yeah, baseball is my transition from like music the rest of the year, like when I'm just at the house, to that's my background. Yes. Yeah. Like the the baseball chatter and clatter of like yeah. You know, the people in the crowd yelling and, like, the ambient noise and the crack of the bat. Mm-hmm. Like, that's heavenly to me. Just listening to, like, Joe Buck in the background and you're like, this, this oh, the sound of God. Okay. The voice of God. <laughs> NFL talk. The draft's coming up. Two weeks? Are we two weeks away, Vital? Is that correct? Uh, less than two weeks because it okay. would have been two weeks from Thursday. So Yes. Okay. So what I want to do in this segment is I'm going to ask you just like some burning questions, boys. Okay. You want me to start at the top or start at the bottom? Dealer's choice. All right, I'm going to start at the top. Who will be the number two pick? Okay. Excellent question. The Jets. The Jets. Who will the Jets pick? Because they need a quarterback, they got rid of Sam Darnold. Because he, yeah, he's now in the Carolinas. So it's very obvious that they're going to draft a quarterback, and there are some very good quarterbacks mm-hmm. this year. I think um, more than any draft in like the last decade ish, this draft has like the '05 draft, the '05 draft, yeah. or, or like a 1983 vibe. Oh, with like some really, really good top heavy all-time quarterbacks okay like barring injury right trevor lawrence is going to be fantastic so says adidas he's got the skill set he's got everything everything he needs got an organization that wants to support him blah 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 after trevor lawrence who's the most sure thing i think justin fields is the best quarterback but it looks like the jets have their eye on zach martin zach wilson that's what i said zach wilson but I think Justin Fields can do everything. He's Michael Vick fast. He's got a cannon, makes good decisions, and he's a proven winner. I don't see why they wouldn't take him. Vital, who you got? Well, I like Zach Wilson, the guy from BYU. I think he's pretty good, and I think that's the one that the and the Jets have kind of tipped their hat a little towards him, saying they like this in a quarterback, that in a quarterback who can think doesn't necessarily have to be athletic. That's what you're hearing, so it seems like it's Zach Wilson. It seems like it, right? It's <clears throat> let me, And everybody lies. I mean, everybody they, float, lies. Why would they, you? they float it out there for until until draft night we won't know, right? Correct. You, you don't get cutesy at number 2. No. No. Um and we're talking we're not talking about I know we just referenced Carolina, so I guess technically we are talking about Carolina. But, like, we're not talking about being drafted by the Carolina Panthers. Like, this is not small town. You're the you're the biggest fish in the sea. This is New York City. New York City? Not that I don't think that Georgia native Justin Fields can't go up to New York City and be successful. I bet he could. But there's big lights. Mm. They're freaking bright. Mm-hmm. Those buildings are taller than any tree you see down there <laughs> in Georgia. You like the safe bet is Zach Wilson. Like you give me this like super boring Mormon kid from the middle of Utah that I know is just only going to play football and not find Derek Jeter level distractions. But if you if you take Zach Wilson, he can't play for two years. 
No, that's so. All right, so there's gotta, where you get confused. Got to go on a mission first, right? So they'll waive the mission. The Latter Day Saints will waive it. Oh, okay. If you're doing something in the public eye that brings attention, interesting to that. Did you know that? Yeah, I did know that. It was oh, okay. a, it was a joke. It was a joke. I think there's four quarterbacks that have the skill set to be franchise altering quarterbacks. Don't say Trey Lance. I think, I'm not the having... top, I think the top four picks will be all quarterbacks. That's never happened. I do feel that way about Trey Lance, Fred. I think Trey Lance is just as good as anybody that's not Trevor Lawrence. He's got the skill set. He's got the big cannon. He's fast. Problem is he didn't play for a big college in a big division, so he's untested. You know what I'm getting from Trey Lance? I'm getting Josh Allen vibes from Trey Lance. And you know I've been a Josh Allen homer, and now next year I can't wait to be a Trey Lance homer and tell you I was right in like three years. If I'm the Atlanta Falcons, who have Matt Ryan at number four, right? I know we're skipping over San Francisco, and obviously San Francisco has a lot of fans here. You're taking one of those quarterbacks, San Francisco. That's why they went up, right? That's why they went up. You went up to get the kid that's not Trey Lance because he sucks. You don't want Mac Jones – if the Ohio State kid's there. 100%. Cool. So Fields ends up in San Francisco, but number four is where it gets weird, right? Because Atlanta has Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan's not a slouch. No, he's still good. He's still very good. Yeah. And this is a Green Bay-esque situation, in my opinion, similar to when they took Love last year. Sure. In four-year rookie deal, fifth-year option, blah, blah, blah. You can't afford 4-12 and 12 Atlanta Falcons to take a quarterback to sit for two, maybe three years behind your starting quarterback. You can't do that. I think that's a smart move, though. I think it's dumb. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not the current NFL vibe. I think that's a smart way it's of doing a smart it play. for down the road. Yeah. Okay. I think they'll take the Pitts guy out of Florida, the tight end. Yes. World beater Kyle Pitts is sitting right there who can catch, give me a realistic number, 75 balls for Matt Ryan mm. within 12 yards? Yep. That offense for the Falcons will be really roaring because you still got Ryan. You still got a couple other pieces. That's why you don't get four quarterbacks in the first four. Because of Kyle you're going to see that. Or Devonta Smith. If if you ask every GM to like, hey, look, look, GM, no one's going to know, but really tell us who you think the best player in the draft is. I bet it's 50-50. Trevor Lawrence and Kyle Pitts. Maybe a couple random yeah. linemen and defensive players sprinkled in. Trevor Lawrence can't miss prospect. Everyone needs a good quarterback, most important position. But as far as like how much better you are than the second best player, I think that's Kyle Pitts. He's just a freak talent. I'm I'm amazed at the quarterback frenzy that you're seeing teams because now you look at it's this time of the year where you've got your most teams got their established quarterbacks besides Jacksonville and the Jets and what have you. So now you got to, I mean, but you're willing to mortgage your future. You look at what the 49ers did, giving up, are jumping from 12 to number three and giving up their future draft picks. I mean, that's what you're going to need to get into the top 10 now. I don't care about future draft picks if I'm the 49ers and I have a quarterback that will put me at the bottom of every round. Like if I have a quarterback that's like, because what were the 49ers last year? Um, Four wins or whatever. Hmm. A lot of injuries, yeah. though. But well, you, you are good. absolutely correct. But, like, I will trade draft picks for wins. I will trade draft picks for wins every time. So if I can go from four wins to, I don't know, give me a realistic number, ten wins? Yeah. Ten wins? 
They got the defense to do it. You got a top 15 quarterback, can you get 10 wins? I think you can. I think you can. And the quarterback is so important now because, I mean, Joe Joe Flacco winning yes. a Super Bowl, that's freakish. Like, that doesn't happen anymore. Trent Dilfer. Trent Dilfer, absolutely. Like, that's so rare. Brad Johnson. You have to have a stud quarterback to win it all now. That's like, Vital, I know you always are, like, tuning the horn old Baker Mayfield. Like, is Baker Mayfield, like, a top 15 enough guy to get you into the playoffs and then have a chance to win a Super Bowl? Because that's a real question. He, to me, is like the dead-ass middle of the league. Like, there's 15 guys worse than him. There's 14 guys better than him. I could see that. I could see it shaking out like that. So, like, so do you guys... Until the Browns (laughs) trade up for Kyle Pitts. Jerry in Dallas. He's infatuated with Pitts. Welcome to the show, Jerry. (laughs) (laughs) I think the Broncos are going to move up or do something. I think that's the one because I think they really want to solidify that quarterback position. It's just crazy what teams are going to do just to get in, get a good quarterback that's going to help them down the mm-hmm. road. It's unreal what they're willing to give up. And I, I haven't seen that in a lot, if, if ever, in, during the draft. I think it's because the value is so there now. But like, like we said with Green Bay, Green Bay can afford to have Love sit on the bench because now sure. Aaron Rodgers is MVP candidate again. Yeah, still. And will be for three years. Yeah, he'll still be very good. And he won't be distracted by Jeopardy. And and that's why Atlanta can't take Mac Jones to sit on the bench for three years. Cause I'm not in on Mac Jones. I think he's. I think Mac Jones is fool's gold. Because of Devonta Smith and Jalen Waddle. Yeah. Yeah. Because of Alabama. Because half of his passes were flares out of the backfield. To the the biggest, strongest, toughest running back I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. One of the keys to a great quarterback they were talking about, Joe Montana said this last week, On uh, they were talking to him on national radio, and he said one of the keys is facing adversity. He goes, if you face a lot of adversity and you're able to come through that and play well, then you're a real good quarterback for the future, he goes. But if you've got a lot of people aligned up like Mac Jones with all the stars at Alabama, what has he really faced in terms of adversity? He'll find out now on Sundays, but you got to wonder what, what are GMs and personnel thinking? Yeah. When, when we, speaking of Alabama, and super good point, Vital. Speaking of Alabama, when we get back from the break, 6.5, fellas. The number of Crimson Titers taken in the first round, over or under, 6.5. Ooh. Dave Busters presents ABQ Central Live from the Talk ABQ Studio, powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We're on the road this week with Chisholm Trail RV, 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Uh, 6.5 or what van is on a weekend. So you get a couple drinks in you, you dim those lights, <laughs> and I'm an Albuquerque 9. Just not quite pretty enough. <laughs> yeah. Said no one ever. 6.5. Over under, fellas, the number of Alabamian players taken in the first round. I got five for sure. Give them to me. I think f- there's five absolute no-brainers in the first round from Alabama. Mac Jones, Jalen Waddle, Devonta Smith, Patrick Sertain Jr., Najee Harris? Najee Harris. Okay. I'll see, say over. 
Yeah, because that's they got some big bad offensive linemen too that can go anywhere depending on how you grade them. Don't waste the pick. And their system is basically NFL, from what a lot of people say. Yep. Yeah, I'm curious because um, I like Najee Harris. Najee Harris is great, and then Etienne is great. I don't know who that is. Who's that? That's Clemson's guy. Okay. Um, Travis, right? Yeah. He uh he's super just insanely talented. He's got all the skills you need. Najee Harris super talented. Got all the skills you need. The UNC kids real good been too. A, he's real fast. A trend like the last decade ish that no one will waste a first round pick, and waste is in quotation marks here. No one will waste a first round pick on a running back, like, even if you have a game changer. What was the last guy? Um, Zeke. Ezekiel Elliott. Todd Gurley before that. Trunk candidate. Like, it's super trunk candidate. So <laughs> deep dive right there. Uh Clyde Edwards Hilaire was taken in the first round last year is the only running back taken. What position though? Running back. Oh, you whatever the Chiefs were last? Yeah. 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 So um Josh Jacobs in 2019 would not have came up with that one. You you could have taxed me. But that was in the twenties, though, right? Yeah. Okay. So That's... you're talking top ten, like, not... just a high pick. So I'm talking it all because in eight, 18... Saquon Barkley, Rashad Penny, Sony Michael. Yeah, but like a high pick. Okay, I got it. Here. It's been Zeke. It's been Travis Gurley. Like, who else has been that? High? Se- in 2017, Leonard Fournette and Christian McCaffrey went. Okay, those are both no brainers. Yeah. Um, but see, I think. Ah, McCaffrey's crazy. That's not a good example. No. He was a kind of an unknown. No one knew his ceiling. That's how you feel? But like, Fournette is like, duh. He runs a 4-5. He's a giant. He can catch the ball. He's a first-rounder. And I think it's the same thing with uh, Harris and Etienne this year. Like, how high do you value that skill set? I think people like, knew Christian McCaffrey, though, because what did he go, like, eight? Like, you don't take a guy at eight and not know, right? right? But, like estimates were like McCaffrey can go as high as fourth where Fournette went or as low as the second round yeah I see what you're saying yeah or Henry who was from Alabama he went high but look at what he's done he's so big yeah and see they were very smart with his development because they didn't just give him 200 carries his first year and say go crazy like they slowly warmed him up and stretched him out like a recently injured starting pitcher 16 had Elliott, 15 had Gurley and Melvin Gordon. And Gurley was 10th to my St. Louis Rams. And then Gordon was 15th or 16th to the Chargers. Right. But then like the two years before that, no running backs went. Maybe three years. I don't really remember. No, because that would have been the Trent Richardson year, 2012. Ooh. And that's what scared people off in 13 and 14. Right. Because 12 is Richardson – um, the kid in Tampa Bay, 22, it's on the tip of my tongue, Doug Martin. And I think um, like pro football focus, like websites and like analytics organizations like that can really help you because Trent Richardson's like, oh, okay, he got 1,500 yards. He was at Alabama. He's a big guy. Duh, he's going to be great. Let's put him on his team. Right. Little did they know. He was so fragile, and he was slow, and 
the only reason he was that good is he had Alabama's offensive line. So people are very wary of big SEC teams when you draft a running back because how good is this guy really? Like the same quarterback vibes that I get off of Mac Jones this year. Well, it's, but it's, how it's, good is he really? It's also the level of competition like for Mac Jones. Let's just use him as an example. Who have you played? If you're if you can you if you played the best against the big boys, then you're to me you're I I want to pick you. Yeah, it's a double-edged sword, right? Because you're in the SEC, that's the best competition for a football player, but you're at Alabama and it's, you know, Alabama versus everybody else. Well, as you're, as you're over there, like, waving your flag and tooting your Trump Lance horn. Trey Lance. Oh, sorry. It's okay. <laughs> he hasn't played anybody. He hasn't played anybody. Yeah. Yeah, he's varsity picking on JV kids. Yeah. But I'm just talking about, like, from tape, just watching him play. His skill set's phenomenal. He's got the build. He's got the speed. He's got the cannon. He's got the decision making. There's 102 Division One colleges for football. Mm-hmm. None of them thought Trey Lance was good enough. Who knows the circumstances? Okay. Who knows? I mean, you could you could look at that situation as kind of Car- Carson Wentz, North Dakota State. Yeah, Carson Wentz, Josh Allen. I like, mean, is Trey yeah. is Trey going to be like that? I'm not. I'm not so sure. He didn't play much last year, so that's a knock against him too. Is Carson? You weren't able to see him play against top level competition. That's another thing. Well, he literally only played one game last year. But that that hurts him, right? Yeah. The Carson Wentz story, though, is you lose your job to a guy from Alabama. That's the that's the Carson Wentz story. Well, Carson Wentz story is the team falls apart around you, and you're not as good as the team. Yeah, because you weren't in college either. You're only as good as the team around you. And now he's going to go, Carson Wentz is going to go to the Colts and quote this, Vital. What? Clip it off. 9.56 a.m. Carson Wentz is going to have a phenomenal season next year for the Colts. You got a team around him again. Yeah, maybe in the Indiana Penal League or whatever they're doing out there. That's a terrible reference. Major League joke right there. Good job. Ricky Vaughn. I'm telling you, though. If you're not from like one of like five or six schools, I'm not taking you in the top ten. I want the best player from one of those schools. And you don't want to be the GM that swings and misses no. with a, a high pick. Like you're gonna lose your job in two years. You're telling me I can take I can take jokester quarterback from North Dakota Community College, or I can take stud tight end from the University of Freaking Florida. Or Patrick Sertain. Junior, yeah, pedigreed, pedigreed, second generation football player from Alabama. Yeah. I can tell you Ashley Ambrose Luke, stories. Yep. Let's continue this NFL talk because I like sports. All of a sudden, I'm right about Trey Lance, though. Dave and Buster's <laughs> presents ABQ Central live from the Talk ABQ Studio, powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We're on the road with Chisholm Trail RV next week. Ninety-five point nine FM, AM six ten, the Sports Animal. Listening to ABQ Central. Well, to be fair. 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 With your host, Van Nunley and Fred Slow. <laughs> this is gonna be so good. 95.9 FM, 610, the sports animal. The cream of the crop. And talkabq.com. Turn it up!
All right, can we get Mike Adams or someone on the the show? I I can't figure out this Conor McGregor stuff. What about? Text Micah. He'll tell you about it. Is Micah Frankel available? Let's get him on the show. Text him. I'm. You know, I'm going to text him. Text him. Have him I'm call text in. text him right now. Because here's what I'm saying. Okay. I don't... I can't follow any of this. Who's he fighting? <laughs> is it... I'll tell you what. Is it this... Poirier guy. This Poirier guy? Didn't they yeah. already fight? They fought a couple of times. Yeah, they already before. fought twice. Yeah. I don't care who he's fighting as long as he's just acting all Conor McGregory. I'm on board. He sells the sizzle. Give me all that you got. So they are fighting. He's a living bat flip. <laughs> Conor McGregor's like if a bat flip came to life in a Disney movie. Who's this Massival guy? Who's this Jorge Massival guy? Is he? Are, is it a three-way fight? I'm really Oz confused. Well, there's no three-way fights in the UFC. You're th- Hold up. I just designed millions of dollars. You just, you're thinking of professional wrestling. Oh, shoot. Professional in quotation marks. You mean he can't just enter the main event like Daniel Bryan versus Edge and Roman Reigns at WrestleMania this past weekend? No, he cannot. That's, but that would be fun. That's stupid. The original UFC was kind of like that. What? The original UFC was like a one-day tournament where you would fight, and then you would let a couple other people fight, and then you would go again. Oh, Bloodsport. In a few hours. Exactly like Bloodsport. It's legit like that. They didn't start, until the sport took off, they didn't start doing the every other month, every couple months. It's every weekend now. Yeah. Like, but the fighter themselves, they don't just go like, all right, I'm fighting this Saturday, I'm fighting next Tuesday, then I'll fight Thursday maybe. It could be a double header. I don't know. Then I have the tournament on Saturday. I'll probably have to fight six dudes on Saturday. No. It's like boxing now where they spread out the matches. Well, this is not the UFC show, loyal listener. That would be here in 57 minutes. On the mic. On the mic. Mike Adams and Micah Frankel. They'll give you actual UFC analysis. Where's John Jones at? Didn't he get to fight Conor McGregor? <laughs> the wildly different sizes of human oh, beings. But you just said it's Kumite now. Con- like- <laughs> it was, not is. Oh. Conor McGregor's my size, and John Jones is your size. Are you being legit? Is he really your size? Yes. Because you're tiny. He's 155. I'm 165. So you're. No. Van's not tiny. You're not tiny, man? I'm 5'11", 170. We go a lot of places together, and people refer to you as Little Van. The Little Van. Yeah. I stand next to you so often. I call you Junior. Conor McGregor is listed at 5'9", 170. I, think he fought, I thought he fought 155. Maybe I'm super wrong. All right. Michael Frankel just texted me. He's going to call him real quick. All right. He'll so, clear this up. He'll clear this up. So... Dana White, are you familiar with Dana White, my arch nemesis, Dana White, who stood me up for an interview one time? Oh. So Dana White says, I sold this thing out in five seconds. What? People love Conor McGregor. It's a capacity crowd. Present company included. (laughs) He's entertaining. He's fun. Got the best pre-fight interviews in the business. All right, so Micah Frankel is going to join us as he's lined up now. 
All right, so joining us now on the program, friend of the show, friend in real life, an expert disc golfer. Don't know if you know that, Vital. Don't know if you know that about oh, Micah. Oh, I know. Okay. So Micah Frankel's joining us. Good morning, Micah. Thank you for, for taking the time all of a sudden. Morning, guys, and you are too kind. Let's go with novice, like really <laughs> novice-level disc golfer, okay? Well, if you want to think a lot about yourself, you should come disc golfing with us. Yes, that will show your skill. We're both very poor. <laughs> oh, okay, so we'll all be uh, plus three on each hole together. That's Sweet, I'm in. Yes, you're very correct. And also, we play for jeers, so make sure you have all of the insults prepared because at the end, I want to feel really bad about myself. Are you, are you a seltzer guy or a light beer guy when yeah, you're disc golfing? Because I can go either way. Good question. Michael, we're talking. Say that again. So, are you a seltzer guy or a light beer guy when you're disc golfing? We'll go with the seltzer. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Doctor Salt. Michael, we're talking UFC and we're tripping over it a little bit because I'm confused. They're telling me they're going to pack the house for UFC 264 in Las Vegas. Well, that doesn't seem safe. What is going on with this event? How do they sell this whole thing out in five minutes? And how do they trick enough people or find enough people with vaccines to show up to this place? I'm not sure about their procedure for letting people in. We know we've seen the NBA with from corona-sniffing dogs to individual lines and inspections. The UFC has UFC 260. One coming up here um, in Florida, in Jacksonville, and that's going to be at the Vice Star Memorial Arena. That event will have 15,000 people. The next month they go to Houston. That event has sold out 17,000 oh tickets. Hmm. And then in July, you see the UFC back in Vegas, and that event has sold 20,800 20. tickets. Each event selling out in mere seconds. I'm not sure fully as to if you have to, you know, show your vaccine card to be able to get tickets. But so far, the governing bodies, the commissions and the governments have allowed the UFC to put 100 percent full capacity tickets available for their next three pay-per-view cards. That's so incredible to me. That's so just bonkers to go from nothing to 20,000 people. That's insane. In a blink. So, Micah, I'm a big Conor McGregor guy. Conor McGregor, the entertainer, not the fighter. Is is this fight going to be worth the hype, or is this just a sideshow for entertainment? It has to be worth the fight. If not, it's the last time one of his fights will be worth the fight. It's pretty hard to think that since the rise of Conor McGregor, knocking out Jose Aldo, claiming one title, and going up to 55, getting the next title – since then, he's fought seven times, including boxing, and he's three and four in those seven fights. There's a point where the hyperbole and the showmanship is going to fail to transcend trans, uh, to, trans to a fan base that's continually having to put out more and more money for his fights and seeing less and less results from him as a fighter. Well, and he makes these like preposterous claims, right? Where it's like, I know Dustin the other day was like, because they fought at 257, is that correct? 257 they fought? And, and he was like, hey, Conor McGregor's supposed to donate all this money to charity, and they're supposed to have all this stuff. He's like, he's like, homeboy never did it. Yeah. <laughs> like, he, like he's, he's on MMA Junkie, and he's like, he's like I'm telling you guys, he lie. He a, he a joke. Like, is Conor McGregor a joke, or is he a showman? Oh, no, he is a showman. You had that fully right. And whether or not Conor 
has donated to the Good Fight Foundation or he hasn't, it's a beautiful storyline. We are one week away from UFC 261 next weekend. Cameroon Usman, Jorge Masvidal 2. You also have Zhang Wei Lee versus Rosemary Yunus. You have Jessica Andrade, Valentina Shevchenko. That is a three-title fight card. We have not had 10 three-title fight cards in the UFC history. We should be talking about that. We should be talking about a huge pay-per-view coming up. But people are talking about Conor McGregor, Dustin Poirier, the drama, and it is a shrewd marketing move by Conor McGregor, whether it, it was intended to be this way or not, but you are now keeping your fight relevant, more relevant than the main events for UFC 262 or 263. We're talking about 264. So I think he's a very shrewd entertainer in the moves that he makes. So continue, continuing with the trend of uh, non-pertinent fighters, What's going on with Albuquerque's own John Bones Jones? Is he ever going to get into the ring? Is he ever going to be relevant again? Relevant? That that's, depends on how you're talking. He's obviously really relevant because people keep bringing him up. His name does strike trends on social media. It does get clicks to websites. So there is a relevancy to John Jones. The argument right now, is he as relevant as he believes he is versus as relevant as the UFC believes he is? Because that's obviously a number, a dollar number, a dollar figure right there. And they're thinking he's not as relevant as we, as he thinks he is. So we can bring that price down and make more money for us. This could be a long-term battle that we never see come to fruition because it comes down to John Jones feels like he was underpaid for 13 years, and now when he is moving up to heavyweight for the scariest fight of his career, he wants his biggest payday without any questions, and he kind of wants to feel that all the years of short-notice fights, of taking on guys like Chow Sonnen and Vitor Belfort on day's notice to save pay-per-view cards, he'd like to feel a little bit of kickback for all of that. He doesn't look at it as they kept him around through all of the transgressions. This is all about the financials. It could be a long battle. Francis Ngannou will fight Derek Lewis for his first title defense. Well, and you're talking similarly about like the like McGregor money versus McGregor actions, right? Cuz Jones cuz I would feel I'm projecting here. I don't I don't know, John. I'm I'm projecting that hey, he sees the money that McGregor gets. By the way, he sees the dumb stuff McGregor does and he feels like if that's a wash that's his argument, right? Exactly. You got to feel if you're going to not bat an eye about one guy's transgressions, why are you batting another about the others? And to John Jones, still having been the greatest light heavyweight of all time, he feels he is, if not the biggest, the second biggest draw in the promotion. Where if you look at the UFC and pay per view buy rates, you would kind of feel he's in the top six or seven right now. Guys like Jorge Masvidal, Nate Diaz, Habib Nurmagomedov, even though he's retired now, Dustin Poirier, they've all been more relevant in the short term and are bigger pay per view draws at this point. You're familiar with the energy of like a UFC event. You've you've been to UFC fights. You've been to big paper. You know this world. Like, talk about like the return of like the fandom to it. Is this going to be like like goosebumps? Like, is this going to be bone chilling? Is this me and Van and you sitting on a couch here in Albuquerque watching this thing? Like, what kind of energy are we going to feel coming through with twenty thousand people in a venue, um, or even if it's two sixty one, you know, seventeen thousand people for the first time in a long time? It's going to feel different. And the 
the aspect that I'm most intrigued to see is how it affects the fighters, because the fighters went from being hyped up, being used to a certain kind of fight week, to now for the last year, retraining themselves for this whole different setup to where you go to the venue individually. They're rushing you guys back to the hotel. Everything's bing, bing, bang. And now there's going to be the waiting around at the venue, not to mention just that adrenaline dump. You're going to be so hyped. Those first couple guys walking out of the hallway, walking down that tunnel, when you hear the raw of that crowd for the first time, you were the first fights, I'm sure that's going to be something to manage and that those fights may be a little less than what we're used to because the first two rounds will be so chaotic that nobody will have any gas left in the third. From the fans, I feel like it's going to be the same thing. It's going to be such a joy, such an intensity, such a passion that we're probably going to see highs and lows throughout the night where the crowd is literally just trying to regain some energy for the main event because it will be such an expenditure of emotion being there for the first time in so long. Yeah, it's going to be really awesome to watch again. Like I, I'm really not, I don't know a lot about the technical aspects of UFC and the intricacies of the fighters and their skill sets. You could tell me they're doing a, a reverse Malaysian monkey grip or whatever. I'm not going to know what the hell you're talking about. But I like the big personalities. And uh, our boy Derek Lewis is a guy who has a big personality, and he seems like he's done everything to get a title shot. Why does he keep getting overlooked in that division? Derek Lewis jumped up, took his title shot on short notice at Madison Square Garden against Daniel Cormier. At that time, still nursing a back injury that he wasn't being too public about, got taken down and submitted quite easily in dominating fashion. You move on from that where he did get a win over Francis Ngannou, but most of us will remember that as one of the worst MMA fights of all time. So utterly boring. Two vicious <laughs> knockout artists that were too scared to throw punches at each other. All of everything that Derek Lewis has done through this win streak to get back into title contention is to make up for two lackluster performances. It's to make up for all of it. Not to mention where John Jones is digging in the dirt right now. I want this specific fight at this specific money. Derek Lewis is a guy that anytime the UFC calls and answers the phone, he says, oh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm interested in making money. Whatever fight you have, I will take. So sometimes that doesn't lead to directly getting the title fight because he says making money is more prevalent than getting that championship. 45 short minutes away from Micah Frankel and Micah Adams and on the mic, cagedminds.com. That's Micah Frankel, and he brings you everything MMA. Uh, if the listener might not know, huge WWE guy. Micah is. He, we have that connection. It's not weird. It's special. <laughs> so, Micah, thank you so much for your time this morning. Oh, great getting to talk to you guys. What a good dude. Yeah, appreciate a you. Very buddy. good friend. And on short notice too. Yeah, just literally took the text. We we're just we we're just stum- <laughs> we're stumbling through a UFC segment. And you're like, hey, you know, what would spice this up. How about a little Michael Frankel? Hey, do you mess with CagedMinds.com? Are you familiar with it? It's very strong. It's very strong. Um, and like I like simple like this is like not simple like it's bad, but this is like oh good, like like here's the information I need. It's ready. It's available. It's a clever name. It's clever branding. So CagedMinds.com. I really like Micah. When I first got in the game here in town, like Micah was one of the first voices I heard on radio. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, Albuquerque knows sports. Like this dude knows. I mean, I've never heard him talk about like cross country. 
<laughs> or anything. I don't big know. Big NBA, big NFL fan, and he yeah. does know about it because we talk on this show the next up. On the mic at 11 a.m. immediately following us on this program after the varsity. Let's go to a break. We get back. One more sports, and then today's varsity is the varsity of breakups. Okay? Stoked. Varsity of breakups. Dave Busters presents ABQ Central live from the Talk ABQ studio, powered by New Mexico Pinon Coffee. We're on the road this week, which isn't Trail RV, as we go to Denver, Colorado, to watch the hated Houston Astros battle the Colorado Rockies and Van uh, cry as a grown man in the Mile High City on 420. 95.9 FM, AM 610, the Sports Animal. Again, thank you to Micah Frankel, cagedminds.com, and on the mic with Mike Adams and Micah Frankel every Saturday immediately following our program. When do you really start diving into the NBA? Everyone says Christmas, but, like, really? It depends on the storylines. Because if it's a good matchup, weeknight, televised, I'll watch some good basketball. I don't follow basketball like I follow baseball or football. I like the NBA midseason around the All-Star break. I like slam dunk, three-point All-Star game. And then definitely down the stretch in the playoffs. I'll, I'll watch a lot of playoff basketball. Do you understand this playing tournament stuff, guys? Have you seen this, like the change to the playoffs? Oh, the seven ten. Have you seen this at all? I'll let yeah. me walk through it. Yeah, I mean, it's just it seems just a lot like the the first four in the NCAA tournament. He's similar, yeah, similar. I mean, but I think the difference here is you play seventy games to end up in the spot you're in for a chance to play seven games to beat anyone, yeah. and this is one of the oh, you might catch two L's and you're done. Yep, and that to me is a little tougher, a little silly. The playing tournament is new and hopefully exciting. A uh, way for the league to determine the eight playoff teams from each conference. A version of the idea was implemented last summer during the restart of the bubble, but this season will be the first time for a full playing tournament use. So here we go. Before, like the implementation of it, impl- the, the implementation. Close enough. The top eight from each conference. Cool. Yeah. That is very non confusing. Sure. Basically half the league. It's a nice even number. You got four rounds. Right. Works. But not anymore. So now seven, eight, nine, and ten. So that's four teams. Okay? Yep. So the seventh team, the seventh place team will host the eighth place team in a one game matchup. The winner of that game is the number seven team. Okay. <coughs> what? The ninth place team will host the tenth place team in a one game matchup. The loser of that game, they done. It's like the wild card in baseball. Yes. Now, the loser of the seventh place versus eighth place game will host the winner of the ninth versus tenth place game in a one-game matchup. The winner of that game will earn the number eight seed. Too many games. They're already playing enough games. The loser eliminated. I think it's going to be interesting. And look, there's a couple reasons I like it, a couple reasons I don't like it. It doesn't incentivize being good in the middle of the pack. Does that make sense the way I said that? You want to be the top of the league no matter what because you got good seating. You're going to be a better team, yada, yada, yada. But it doesn't incentivize being good in the middle. So you could just sneak in, and if I lose, hey, I'm still a lottery pick. 
But also, it's going to be super exciting to get into the playoffs. You got the bam, one game, bam, one game, bam, one game. It's going to cause excitement, and it's going to cause interest from maybe low to moderate level fan. They're going to be interested in these games, and it's going to bring more interest into the beginning of the playoffs, except for just casual fan being only interested in the conference finals and NBA championship. Let's do a practical. You guys can go Eastern Conference or Western Conference? You choose. Eastern. So the guys at the top that are safe, right? So that's the Nets, obviously, the Bucks, obviously, Sixers, the Sixers. The Celtics. Right. Those three guys are going to be one of the top three, probably in any order. Right. Sixers, Nets, Bucks. That's the cream. Yes. Cream of the conference. So then you got a handful of teams, what, like six or seven teams fighting for the remaining top three seeds. That way you don't have to play tournament play to get into the tournament post the season the the tenth seeded raptors are not looking great no 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 but in between four and nine there's only three games difference hawks celtics heat hornets knicks pacers question mark you nailed it five teams within two games so they can move up or down within a matter of games yeah the bulls maybe they could sneak in and then a bunch of guys, everyone else that doesn't come out of that group of six, because only three of them can. So let's say if only the Hawks and the Celtics and the, what do you guys think, the Heat? Let's say they come out. So then fighting for the last four seeds, which is only really two seeds, the way I'm saying it sounds confusing, but it's not. It won't be confusing after a couple years. It'll make total sense soon. The Hornets, the Knicks, the Pacers, the Bulls, the Raptors, the Wizards, the Cavs. I guess I like it in that capacity because so many teams, cities, and fan bases around the country are in the mix. Right. I'm in. Sure. Shoot. That's why the owners implemented it because you get more more teams, more cities, more fans involved. And Van is right. You get the casual fan is what they want. I love that the bottom of the East is just like a mess. Yeah. The Raptors are going to get a chance to win two games and be in the playoffs, and they're 11 games under 500. That's a lottery pick, and they got a chance to go make some noise. So you're rewarding mediocrity in a way, but it makes it kind of a tournament-type feel to it, though. Sure. Yeah, I'm not mad at it whatsoever. I think it's a good idea. If it was just... It was just like seven, ten, eight, nine. Winner gets in. I don't like it, but I like the 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 home court advantage for the higher seed, and I like the two game play in for the lower seeds. It's interesting. Uh, R.I.P. to the Magic and Pistons as they are lottery bound. Real quick, let's go to the West because I think it's fun. Because I thought the East was just a little more fun than I thought it would be. Jazz, which are world beaters, which you could not have asked me to predict at the beginning of the season. Phoenix Suns are are also up there. The Clippers are up there. Um, Nuggets and Lakers, right? So of those five, only three of them can be in the top three, but all five are going to be in the top six, right? Correct. So then who's really playing for the six? Portland, maybe? I mean, if if the Lakers don't get healthy soon. Number five right now. Yeah, if the Lakers don't get healthy soon, they could drop down into the play-in tournament. Because you need Davis and you need James. Look at the Warriors. They're at the number 10 spot or number 9 spot. Yeah, they're 9 right now. So that's that's a perfect example. 
Yeah, I think the Warriors are better than what they're seated right now. I think the Mavericks are better what, than what they're seated right now. But it's hard in the West. There's so much better competition in the West. The Nuggets just lost their boy, um, Jamal Murray. Correct. Is he down? Donovan yeah. Mitchell, the Jazz, twisted an ankle yesterday. Oh, he'll be fine. I don't know if he will. I don't know why I said that. So the play-in then is more for like Dallas, Memphis, San Antonio, Steph Curry, and the Pelicans. The Pellies, yeah. Pellies are right there. The Kings can go on a run, but I don't think they will. Who do they got? They don't have anyone. Good, good enough to be 12th <laughs> instead of 13th. Yeah, Pelly's got a shot. Spurs got a shot. Vitalis Timberwolves do not. No. I'm a Bucks fan. What do you well, mean? I mean, you also like the Timberwolves. The Timberwusses, we call them in Wisconsin. <laughs> Timberwuss. I like the like Vitel has such Wisconsin fandom that he has like terrible nicknames for everyone else. Vikings. Yeah. Vikings is a classic. So the Thunder they out, the Rockets they out, the Wolves they out. More than likely, the Kings they out. Rockets had a chance to win an NBA championship two years ago. But if you're a team, and now they're been, the worst team in the league. But if you're a team that's been on the bottom all year, what's the incentive of having to play more games just to get in? And I mean, okay, so you're number ten seed. You got five weeks left in the season. You got to play enough games anyhow just to get in. And then when you get in, you got a couple more to play. That's not. T- I'm not trying to say they need load management, but that's that's a lot on a on a team. For sure. It's fighting for a spot. That's all I'm saying. Load management is super important. And, I, if and, I, and to get it just right and skip out on those injuries, that's the most important thing for a team is to stay healthy all year and go into the playoffs healthy. But I, th- I think the tournament is going to help the NBA in doing two things. Because, I mean, they established the lottery to stop flat-out tanking. Because the, the worst team doesn't always get the first pick. It gives you incentive on being competitive. So I think the bottom feeders will try to be competitive because of the lottery. And then with the play-in tournament, it gives more incentive for the middling teams mm-hmm. to try harder and be more competitive. And if the NBA can get this player collusion under control where there's not just two or three super teams, you're going to have a lot of parity and a lot of variation. I mean, they just forced okay. LaMarcus Aldridge to quit. Okay. <laughs> I'm just wondering, like a team like the Nets, do those guys just sit there and have a schedule in their locker and they open it up and just say, okay, KD, you got tonight off. And yes. Kyrie's like, I'll play tonight. And yes. then, you know, then and Harden's like, I'll be back in a week or two. And then one of you guys can take a night off. I do believe that is how it happens. Yeah, I'm being sure. very serious. Yeah, sometimes they're forced to because of nagging injuries or actual injuries. But yeah, they just rotate. Like, okay, we're playing the Pistons. KD, you take the night yeah. off. After that, we play the Magic. Kyrie, you take the night off. Well, and like, like everyone knows. Har- well, then, but two days later, we play the Bucks. So we need all you guys. Yeah, everyone has to show up. Yeah, that's right. And they're like, all right, guys, we're going to uh, Houston this week. We're going to Atlanta. We're going to Denver. And Harden's like, well, I'll take those three night games off. Yeah, because <laughs> those things are the best that- strip clubs <laughs> in the country. <laughs> Uh, they never play together. Uh, it's just crazy. And then Kyrie does what he does. Yeah. Looking for a round earth, I guess. <laughs> is, is that what he's looking for? 
Then you here, here's the other thing though. Then you look at the West. LeBron is super smart. Yes. Because the longer I stay out, the longer AD. Let's postpone it a little here. Let's just sit back a little longer. And the longer they get the rest, the longer they're ready. They'll probably come back with like two games left in the season, and then they're right. They're ready to go. That's for sure. Smart. No, I could sure. be wrong. No, you're not wrong. Yep. I, and I think in the West, it's so top heavy, and everyone's so good. Like one through five, doesn't matter what you're seated. You're going to have to play someone really good the second, third, and fourth round anyways. Everyone is so good in the West. Mm-hmm. Friggin' Damian Lillard, who might be the MVP this year, has his trailblazers in the sixth seed. That's how good the West and they, is. And they got the best backcourt, I think, uh, McCollum and uh, Lillard. They're still one of the best tandem. Agreed. Also, I don't know why we're sleeping on the East. <laughs> like The East has the best teams. Yeah, the East is and the West has the deepest teams. Yes. Like the league is better, but the best teams are in the East. Even the worst team in the East has the best rookie. And I know that doesn't really mean anything, <laughs> but Anthony Edwards is going to be He's very good. He's the future. Yeah, he's very, very good. Yeah. He's averaging twenty two. He's averaging twenty two points. The that's rookie. older than that's more than his age. Yep. He had no idea who A Rod was. <laughs> Did you see that? <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> I'd be insulted. Only a couple guys have got to the Mount Rushmore that A-Rod has gotten to. You need to have respect for the game. Uh-huh. You talking about Mark? You. you talking about Mark Anthony? <laughs> I'm absolutely talking about John Mayer. <laughs> when we get back, I don't know, sports. Dave and Busters presents ABQ Central live from the Talk ABQ studio, powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We're on the road this week with Chisholm Trail RV. We're traveling to Denver, Colorado, watching Houston Astros take on the uh, Colorado Rockies. It'll be an exciting Major League Baseball matchup a couple days during the week there. 95.9 FM, AM 610. We spend the the breaks here on the program like having like what I think is like radio-level conversation. If I wasn't worried about having new disclaimers... <laughs> I think our commercial breaks are as good or better <laughs> than the segments. Yeah. Unless you want to do Derek Jeter versus John Mayer, is that what you're saying? I do want to do that. <laughs> There's some quality ones. Yeah. I was thinking about doing like, like we had talked about doing like pro teams, like supporting vaccination and then individual athletes, like, Saying they won't do it. But this John Mayer versus Derek Jeter idea that you just had is way better. Okay. I got a top 10 pulled up for both. Give it to me. I don't have anything in front of me. I'm going off the cuff. Okay. So we'll do John Mayer first. So this started from the Alex Rodriguez J-Lo conversation. Correct. Which is very strong work. Yes. On A-Rod's part. Because we're telling Anthony Edwards, you got to respect the game. Right. Young blood. And he did not know how much game A-Rod had. He did not know, because right, this is 2021, so Anthony Edwards was probably born in 2002. Is that right-ish? Correct. J-Lo had been done being like an Olympic color girl like 10 years before then. Yeah, his whole life, J-Lo has been J-Lo. Yeah. Yeah. She never stopped being J-Lo any time at all, if that makes sense. I have a physical reaction to Jennifer Lopez that is literally like like 
salivating of the mouth. Does that not sound correct? Like whenever you whenever you picture J Lo, is it there's not like a better example of what like beauty is. Right. You can pick any J Lo from like nineteen ninety two yeah. to two thousand twenty one mm-hmm. and it's gonna be a very good J Lo. Correct. Yes. And she's like a beautiful olive. There's like never been that time like, oh man, that J Lo, she looked rough. No, no one's ever said that. Do you remember that September of 08? That was, Mm -hmm. that J-Lo had it rough. You know who's had that? Britney. Britney's had that? Yeah. Yeah. Everybody except for J-Lo has had that. Yeah. Salma Hayek. Everybody except for J-Lo and Tim Tebow (laughs) are just on this amazing run. That's the power couple I want. Yeah. Who knows? All right. So from athletes, we think it's Jeter. Jeter. Yeah. And also athletes and musicians. If you don't count Wilt Chamberlain. No, you don't. Because we don't have a definitive list, we just have we just have numbers. Ten thousand rebounds. Lenny's about to call us and tell us about J Lo in the nineties. Welcome to the program, Lenny. Hey, how you doing? No, I mean, I I gotta give Anthony Edwards credit. He was clueless who A Rod is, but he's only eighteen. That's fine. Yeah, that's I fine. I mean, but, but let, let's let's take it even better. Your Charles Barkley, your daughter's getting married. The future son of is 31 years old and doesn't know who you are. Ooh, Fire. Ooh, and that wait. just happened. That is. He goes, that's shame. He goes, oh, he goes, well, did your dad play in Space Jam? <laughs> Didn't know anything nice. about him from his NBA career because nice. he's a computer nerd. Okay. Doesn't know anything about sports at all. This just happened. There's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. It's okay. Yeah. No, no, but it's funny. Yeah. So, I mean, if he doesn't know who uh, A-Rod is, uh, he will in a couple of years when they take over full ownership. So come the a, hey, come, hey, man, come on. I'm the round mound of rebound, man. I'm a, I'm on TNT every day with Shaq and Kenny Smith, man. You so let's who talk I a little sports. Let's talk a little sports since I normally don't do it. Can you imagine now you're a prof- MMA fighter? You're fighting Jake Paul tonight, and you get knocked out. That's an excellent that's To an a excellent, guy yeah. who only has had two professional fights, and one of them was knocking out Nate Robinson. And this, this Ben Askren kid, uh, who's he's an MM guy gone boxer, is that right, MMA? Dude? Yeah, he yeah. was 19-0 and 0 before he became to the UFC, and then he lost his uh, two UFC fights. But in his last fight, he took a flying running knee from Jorge Masvidal and set the record for the quickest knockout in five seconds. Also, Logan Paul, the brother of Jake Paul, took a stone-cold stunner from Kevin Owens this past weekend at WrestleMania. And if that's right. any indicator... He was going yeah. to fight uh, Mayweather, and that fight fell through. Oh, sure. Now I know. That's a publicity stunt. Now I know. I, I'm so, so I mean, upset the, the Pauls are relevant. The reason that fighters are fighting the Paul brothers is because they got 22 to 24 million followers on Instagram and YouTube. And they should. Aspen tonight is going to make a million dollars. I am at. I'll, hey, I'll tune in after the fact illegally. Uh, uh, yeah, I won't tune in at all. I'm I mean, not. But can you imagine you're a pro fight? And the thing with Aspen is if he loses – it's not a knock against MMA because he's a wrestler. He's not a striker. Hmm. Well, we're about to find out. We're about to find out. I'm not mad at the Paul brothers for what they're doing. I'm kind of more upset with the society 
that catapulted these guys into stardom. Yeah. But it exists, and you did it, so go crazy, Paul Paul Brothers. I mean, and unfortunately, you know, they're making their money, and everyone's lining up trying to fight them until the UFC starts paying better. You're you're so, not incorrect uh, at all, but the thing about the UFC is they don't need boxing. Like this, like Logan Paul, not Logan Paul, the other one. What's the other one's name? The number two Paul, Jake. Yeah, he's not trying to. Be, he's not about that life. He don't care at all. Yeah, I know, but it's just that it's just these people are just paying insane money. We're not insane, but they're paying money to watch two nobodies throw down. I'd rather do. A, vi- a video of backyard wrestling. Did, well, I mean, not me. You know, where, where someone threw four mattresses together and, and, and four bed ring posts. Lenny, that's a weird weekend for your boys. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and then uh, I'm sure you had to have caught WrestleMania last week. Yeah, every single second, obviously. Okay, so, I mean, actually the first night was extremely well. And the second night was okay. It felt like the second, and Lenny, I'm going to cut you loose on this one because we got to grab a bank. It did feel like the second night was just anticipation for the main event. Like the first night was bangers all the way through. Every matchup was exciting and fun, and it was cool to have fans back. The second night was everyone just waiting for the main event. And, and these women, my hat's off to them. They can wrestle their butt off. Very talented right now. Not all the way off. No, keep some of the butt. No, yeah. no, no. But I'm just saying is they're extremely talented. Yeah, they're, I it, would not. They they put on some extremely physical matches. They're not just out there going through the motions. Lenny, we're going to break. We appreciate you taking the time. You're yeah. you're a friend of the show. Thanks, Lenny. We're two minutes from a break, Van. John Mayer. Okay. Did, I think this is going to take more than two minutes. <laughs> when we when we get back from the break, we're going to smash in John Mayer, Derek Jeter, and Leonardo DiCaprio's list as we give you the day's varsity, which is breakups. It's also very fitting. Dave Musters presents ABQ Central live from the Talk ABQ studio, powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We're on the road with Chisholm Trail RV this week, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. All right, cut the music. We're getting to it right now. All right, Van. Okay. <laughs> Ready to go. Never dropped to cut the music. So uh, <laughs> we're doing the varsity of breakups, but before we do, we, we gave you three names, and it was it was John Mayer, musician, Derek Jeter, athlete, Leonardo DiCaprio, actor. Yeah. Okay. You got Leo pulled up? I don't, but I can. Okay, you get Leo pulled All up. All right, I got Leo pulled up. All right, I'll start with Jeter, and he's my winner. <laughs> yes, okay. he is. He absolutely is. All right, this is Jeter. Yeah. The biggest hits. Mariah Carey, Tyra Banks, yeah. Jordana Brewster, uh-huh. Scarlett Johansson, <sighs> Jessica Alba. Yeah. Uh, one on here, I don't know who she is. Vanessa Manilio. I do know who that is. Um, Adriana Lima. Yeah. Wow. Jessica Beale, Minka Kelly, and he married just an absolute 11, Hannah Davis. Yes. Okay. Leonardo DiCaprio, Naomi Campbell, okay. Kristen Zhang, Claire Danes, Kate Winslet, um, that uh, Helena Christian, uh, Christian, that Bijou Phillips, who is like a famous model. Sure. There's the list just goes on and on and on. Giselle Bunchen, you may remember her. You might know who she is. Bar Raffaelli. This 
um, it's not fair. It's I'm skipping names. Blake Lively, I'm skipping names. Okay. Now, John Mayer. Yeah. Katy Perry, Rena Hammer, Kim Kardashian, Miley Cyrus, Rashida Jones. Rihanna. Taylor Smith, Sheena Marie, Jennifer Aniston, Minka Kelly. Oh, my God. Cameron Diaz, Jessica Simpson, Miana, Milana Avantrub. Yeah. And if you don't know her, that's the uh, the T-Mobile girl, right? Or the Verizon girl, who she's so gorgeous they have to dumb her yeah. down in commercials. AT&T, I think. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, AT&T, whatever, some cell phone. Rona Mitra, supermodel, Jennifer Love Hewitt, and Vanessa Carlton to round it out. Too good. So this is wildly impressive. Too good. I got Jeter Gold, Leo Silver, yeah. Mayor Bronze. Uh, but who cares? 1A, 1B, 1C. Who cares? So, uh, All right, so here's today's varsity. It's the varsity of breakups, okay? Okay. So this is in reference to Alex Rodriguez and uh, J-Lo breaking up officially, officially this week. Um, I got one. Are you ready? Okay, hit me. Okay, I got Aaron Donald breaking up a fight Okay, last week. It's very good. Yeah, so that's my number one, a 3 a.m. breakup. Very strong, coming in hot. Okay, what do you and got? From the text line, your friend Sandra ah. um, said Brad Pitt and Jennifer Aniston. Angelina Jolie. But also Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie. Yes. So Brett, two big ones right there. On the list. Yep. Okay, uh, going back to my list, I have Oasis. So I think Oasis is as big of a breakup in the yeah. history of breakups because not only bandmates, Liam and Noel Gallagher, but brothers. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Broke up a band and a family. Yes. Yeah. How about King Henry VIII? Okay. That's uh, some breakups and beheadings. Uh-huh. That's, yeah. yeah. That's a good one. There's a lot going if, on there. If you were going leadership and royalty, I'm going to go with the USSR. Okay. So they're on my list. The uh, Soviet Union in 1990 deciding to uh, call it quits. Okay. And uh, I got to go with, in the vein of Oasis, mm-hmm. the first Oasis, the Beatles. Ah, that's a good breakup. I agree. That's the Compl- biggest breakup mm-hmm. in music history, I would say. I am going to go with LeBron James and the Cleveland Cavaliers. It's very good. Twice. Mm-hmm. So that's very good. That is going to make my list mm-hmm. of the varsity of breakups. Yep. And in the spirit of Brad Pitt, I got another twofer. Oh, okay. I got Bruce Willis and Demi Moore. Ah. And Demi Moore and Ashton Kutcher. I like that. that. How about another double time? Yeah, that that's a good one. Um, in the spirit of. I can't believe they broke up, got back together, and broke up again. Guns N' Roses okay. is on my list. And they're on their way back again. Yeah. They did it again. <laughs> so they're here again. Yeah. So uh, so there is a very famous breakup. Yeah. Fat, uh, Axl Rose is having some Jonah Hill vibes. Axl He's getting, Rose. He got fat. fat. He gets fat and yeah. skinny and fat and skinny, then Jufro, then Dreadlocks. Mm-hmm. And then it's all a lot of stuff. A lot going on there. One of the most famous breakups of all time. How about Napoleon and Josephine? That's a big one. Okay, I mean that's that's a deep cut yeah. as far as breakups. That's <laughs> it's like Adam and Eve stuff. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna go a little more relevant. Who, as far as I know, Adam and Eve never broke up. Well, broke a rib. Ah, never broke up. Yeah, I like that. Sure, I'm gonna go with number 34 and number eight. I'm talking about uh, Shaq and Kobe. Okay, yeah, that was a uh, that was a big breakup. Very good one. And if we're talking relevant, how about the most recent one? Daft Punk, Daft Punk, after a 28-year run, just broke up. Uh, but you wouldn't know 
because of the helmets. How would you know who they are or if they broke up or not? Because their music's very average and they're indistinguishable from a robot. Uh, Sticking with the music aspect, I'm going to say, I guess I'm going to say Fleetwood Mac. Would you put Fleetwood Mac on the breakup list? Yeah, and that's an interesting one because it was like a love square. Yeah. Like Stevie Nicks used to be with everyone in the band. I have my number one. Okay, your number one? Yeah. Okay. When Shawn Michaels, Sweet Chin Music, Marty Jannetty, and Barber the Beefcake's Barbershop, Brutus the Barber Beefcake, and then threw him through the window, or as Bobby the Brain Heenan said, Jannetty cowardly jumped through the window to escape Shawn Michaels, breaking up the rockers. So I'm going to say that my number one breakup was the betrayal of Shawn Michaels to one Marty Jannetty and Brutus the Barber Beefcake's Barbershop. That's a big deal. Yeah. My number one is going to be every boy band ever. (laughs) (laughs) Every boy band ever has broken up and one person has risen to the top. Your Justin Timberlakes, your Ricky Martins, your Robbie Williams. The list goes on and on. I liked that one a lot. That's a very good answer. I'm going to go 1A, okay? So I had one. So this is 1B because I had one, which was Shawn Michaels and Marty Jannetty. Okay. My 1B because it just came to mind. Okay. Triple H in China. Oh, here we go. More Because yes. <laughs> they broke up not just in kayfabe, but they broke up in real life. Um, it was very sad. She made a pornographic film with Triple H's former tag team partner, Sean Walton, known as X-Pac, in a revenge-esque maneuver. And that, to me, is uh, the saddest of breakups. I got another one for you. Okay, do you? How about the United States of America and the Confederacy? Okay, that's yeah. That was a solid breakup. That's but, a pretty big. But they got back they got, together. Yeah, they figured it out. Yeah. So it's almost the United States of America and they, the Confederacy tried to break up with them again very recently, but they were thwarted in one day. The king of breakups. Terrell Owens and every team he ever played for. That's strong. That's on the list of of breakups. How about Bosnia and Herzegovina? <laughs> that's, a, <laughs> that's a deep cut right there. Giancarlo Stanton and his former name. Oh, okay. <laughs> good, pro- good program today. Thank you to Micah Frankel of On the Mic and CagedMinds.com. Van, any final words before we go today? Too much for the time allotted, my friend. Good job, everyone. GG. See you next week, Burke.